In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. What's up, folks? It is so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. That is Jessica Simpson, the one, the only. Man, what a what a Jessica Simpson azance we're in. I mean, her book just got released last week. Uh, this was I Want to Love You Forever because when I think about Valentine's Day and I think about So Bad It's Good, I think about the audience and I think I want to love you forever. And it's going to be one of those things, even if the podcast ever ends, I'm going to be like, hey, I is it cool if I still love you forever? We've created something, we've built something, and I'm just flat out, I'm going to love you forever. There's multiple thousands of people that I am going to absolutely love forever. And I hope that's – I'm not going to even ask permission. I'm just going to love you forever. So if you guys have boyfriends, if you have girlfriends, don't even ask them. Just just – just it's our secret that I love you forever. So throughout your life, go, hey, right now I feel held, you know, no matter what's going on in my life, I feel held because Ryan Bailey from So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey loves me. And that is a promise he made to me on episode 26, the Valentine's Day episode, is that he's going to love me forever. And this guy holds true to his word. Well, actually, I don't I don't hold true to some words, but that word that you can take to the bank. That is as good as an IOU. That that will get you stuff. If you say, hey, Ryan Bailey is in love with me, that's going to open up doors. But I do love you all. I do love you all. Welcome to the show. This is the show. I missed you guys. It's only been a week. 
But it's crazy because I usually do two of these in a week. And just recently, I was talking to my therapist. No, <laughs> no my therapist is literally the Mac genius bar at this point. My computer, I'm going to take off my leather jacket, which I look great in, by the way. This is like... I'm like the bad boy of podcasting. I'm like Mr. Rogers where I'm getting out of my day clothes into my podcasting clothes. Um, and guys, settle in. We've got a long show ahead of us. I, I know some of you don't like the long shows. A lot of you do like the long shows. This, this is a long show. So as always, I want to refer people to the timestamps that we put on these shows so you can skip to any little section your heart desires because we got it all today, folks. We got Jessica Simpson right out of the gate. We've got an interview with one of the, I mean, at Mainly Bravo, Raven from at Mainly Bravo and the Bitch is Better, I mean, Bitch is Better podcast. You can't ask for a better guest, period. So we have that. We have the cast of Cheer taking over Hollywood. We got a little Oscar talk. Yeah, we do. We have that. Oh, oh, have you guys ever heard of a show called Real Housewives of New York? Oh, oh, what's that, Ryan? The trailer dropped? Oh, I know. That's all I've been watching. That's all I've been watching. That's it. I called out sick to work for the last couple days, and I've just been watching that nonstop. I don't feel well. No, but uh, so we got that. We got, of course, I think we got a listener blunder later. We've got um, we've got a sad song, so sad it's good with Ryan Bailey, and it is Valentine's Day. So I really do want to say up top, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. If you if you if you're new to us, I really appreciate you giving us a shot. We are a group. We are a family. Uh, tell your friends to subscribe. Tell your friends to rate and review five stars. If you guys have a a Bailey blunder, a story that's gone wrong in your life, embarrassingly so, please email it to us at so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey at gmail. Com. Follow us on Instagram at so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. I think you are going to find a lot of silly stuff there. I'm having, I, I just always have a good time. Uh, but by the way, actually, really, uh, sorry, Linda, I'm going off topic already. Um, uh, follow at Tracy Morrissey. Uh, I put her on my story this week. She did a deep dive into Jamila Jamil's uh, Munchausen possible syndrome. A little Yolanda Foster. You guys deep inside will know what I'm talking about, but go check out her highlights on her stories. Amazing journey down the rabbit hole. I believe she does a podcast too. And Jamila actually responded to her, but you have to join the Patreon level to get those. Um, but I think it's well worth it. She, I'm, I'm hoping to get the courage to ask her to be on the podcast one day because I think she is a, a, a genius. I don't know. I'm, I'm, you know, geniuses scare me. And there's so like mainly Bravo, who's my guest today. I was so nervous. You'll hear I over talk you guys so much on it. I apologize to her right after, but we had a really good time. But there are people that I get really nervous around. Like Laura, I've podcasted with a bunch, but I always, I still get nervous a lot, Laura, but she's like family at this point to me. So like, we're in a really good – in fact, she's going to be on the show next week, and I made her watch The Bachelor, and it's hysterical. We recorded it already this week, and it it goes in so many different directions. I'm so excited for that podcast for you guys to listen to, but I get nervous for these things. I get, I'm get i so used to talking to you guys here in my room alone at night, but when I get out there in the real world and to talk to people, I get nervous, you know? Um, I think I'm uh, on Monday, you'll hear me on um, uh, Pop Goggles, uh, Jeff – Jeffrey Epstein, the actual, not the, the weirdo Jeff Epstein that died, but it's Jeff Epstein on Instagram. He has a popular account. Uh, I'm on his podcast. Thanks to Annabelle DeSisto. Thank you. So check him out on Monday. 
But yeah, I got nervous. So we got that on the show. We just got a lot of stuff to cover. So we're going to dive in. Um, as always, um, I do have an announcement and I'm going to make that announcement right now. That music cost me $1,500. Okay, so this actually is a big announcement, and I I hesitate. It is a very serious uh, – it's a serious announcement. And after a lot of thought um, – after a lot of thought, I, I think that it is probably better if I uh, don't um, – hmm. I'm not going to tear up. I just, uh, I promised, um, I promised myself when I, when I started this. Look, if you had one shot, one opportunity to seize everything you ever wanted, one moment that you captured, just let it slip. Yo. His palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on his sweater already. Mom's spaghetti, he's nervous, but on the surface he looks calm and ready to drop palms. But he keeps on forgetting what he wrote down. The whole crowd goes so loud, he opens his mouth, but the words won't come out. He's choking how? Everybody's choking now. The clock's run out, time's up, over, plow. Snap back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. Oh, there goes gravity. Oh my God, Eminem! No, please, no, 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 no! We're doing a podcast. Where did that which is that came out of nowhere? That was crazy, Eminem. Why? Why? Of course, I'm referring to Eminem performing at the 92nd annual Oscar Academy Awards ceremony this past Sunday. Out of nowhere, all of a sudden, Eminem came through with a song from like 19 years ago or something—an amazing song. Love that song, Mom Spaghetti. Love it. Saw him play at Coachella. I was screaming in a field. Um, loved it. But, you know, people were like, what the hell was that? Because it really was out of nowhere. It wasn't announced. I love a surprise. We all love a surprise, right? But even I was just like, what's wait, – hey, wait, what – did I miss something? I I initially was thankful because I thought I was in some kind of time machine and I was back to that time. And I was like, oh, I've got so much life to live. But it turns out he won the Oscar. He won the Academy Award for Best Song for Lose Yourself. And he did not perform that year. So this was kind of in making up for that, which I thought was great. And then I thought it was great for our purposes. And I'm just going to keep interrupting the whole episode with Eminem. Uh, I'm not going to do that. Here's the announcement, guys. The announcement is, and this is a lot of, you probably already called it. So I do two episodes a week. And these are long, these are monster episodes that I'm really proud of, that I put a lot of work into. And I had the stupid idea when Bachelor started to do two episodes a week. So that was like six to seven hours of content a week that you guys most of you guys can't even get through. I should be doing hour-long episodes like all my fellow podcasters, but I, I, I think this is something different. These are like little variety shows, and I'm really proud of what we're creating, and we're going to continue to do that, but I will not be doing the second episode anymore. It's too much on me. Um, just to give you a heads up, this is – it's 12.45 a.m. on a Friday. I had to wait because there was noise at the club 
that I live next to. So I had to wait till they stopped and I'm going to be editing and up all night with this. And that's fine. I love it. I'm really lucky to do this and for anybody to listen to it. I, I'm so lucky, but I have a full-time job. And so for me to do that two nights a week, plus get interviews and, and bits and all that stuff. It just, it's, I have to admit it, it got to me. And then I watched Vanderpump rules this week, the pride episode. And I was like, I don't know if I want to spend a full hour talking about this with anybody. I can do this much quicker. And the bachelor is about to be over. Um, the other part of this is that this podcast in the first couple months is way more successful than I had even planned, uh, planned it on being. So I'm extremely lucky, but the growth on this has been really kind of crazy in the best way possible, but I didn't think we would get here for like a year. And so it's really neat. So with that though, there's a lot of other opportunities that are coming up that I actually need to have time to do and prepare and, uh, kind of get together to make it the best show possible, to make it the weirdest show possible, to make it something that, that I'm really proud of and that you guys like, and that you giggle and we giggle together. Giggle is such a weird word. Um, but I really take that seriously. So we will be going to one episode a week. This is the only one this week, by the way, I've been having computer problems out the Wahoo. So my computer just needs to ease up. But next week, we're going to go to our, our actual day. Our day will be Wednesdays from here on out. Wednesdays will be so bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey. And we have a big show for you on Wednesday already. We have Laura Marie Shane halls. We have some really interesting, weird things already in the, in the plans, in the works. But also if you guys, if there is a need for more of me, if you don't get enough from these podcasts in about a month, there will be. For those who want it, there will be um, there will be much more. You will have something um, if you want it. It will be there for you, and we'll make that announcement when the time comes. So I just wanted to make that announcement. Thank you for anybody. By the way, this will give you time to catch up on the other old episodes because even people that love me will say, oh, my God, I'm three episodes behind, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm doing two a week. What am I doing to people? Um, so yeah, this will be uh, – last week was our last one with two, or did we even do – anyways – I just need to, uh, I need to live a life, you know, like Eminem says, uh, you know, live a life. That's not an Eminem song. Oh my God, you guys, Jessica Simpson went off, went off. I had no clue what a powerhouse of a singer, Jennifer, Jennifer, Jessica Simpson. Guys, it's one ten in the morning. Come on. It's just going to get worse from here. You know, <laughs> happy Valentine's Day, you guys. <laughs> Let's get stupid. Okay, here we go. Let's be professional now. Jessica Simpson went off. Like I knew Jessica Simpson from newlyweds. I was like chicken of the sea, blah, blah, blah. Our good friend Danny Pellegrino loves Jessica Simpson, and it turns out a lot of you guys love Jessica Simpson. So 
this week I was looking for the perfect song for Val- Valentine's Day. And I, I was going to do like a, a, a mega mix of like mashup of love songs. Like you give love a bad name. There was the, uh, I'll be song. I'll be your dying soda. Which by the way, if you list, if the, the lyrics to that Edwin McCain song, it reads like he's a fucking stalker and that girl needs to watch the F out. Go back and listen to it now and listen to the lyrics. I would advise that girl to run. But this isn't about Edwin McCain and that song right now. This is about Jessica Simpson and this lovely song. This was recommended. I, I put something up on our Instagram about your favorite sappy or cheesy love song. And our listener and friend Beth uh, suggested this song. And I was like, oh, my God. Jessica Simpson has an autobiography that just got released this week. And she happens to have written one of the best love songs I've ever heard in my life. Now, if you guys are new to this show, welcome. Um, thanks for still 16 minutes in being with us. Um, but what I do is I do a song breakdown because I'm a little bit of a lyrical genius in that I tap into exactly what the artist means when they write something. And this one, (laughs) this one is no different. So let me take you through this. So this is, I want to love you forever by, by Dame Jessica Simpson. Now, it starts off with a bang. It says, you set my soul at ease. So all of a sudden, I'm thinking like, oh my God, this is a hyper person, a very hyper person that needs to calm down. But whoever this other person is, it's like it's like Xanax. She's like taking a Xanax bath. She's like Zanned out. She's like little Zan. She's Zanned out. She's like, oh my God, I'm so at ease. I could fall asleep right now. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. We, we still got a whole song to go. But she's already like, whoever this person is, I'm going to pass out. And then the next one, and it gets darker, you guys. It says, chased darkness out of view. So I'm like, what the fuck is this? Is it God? Is it, is it, is it like a hero? It's a hero of some sort. In, and if you think of it as like Jessica Simpson, does she mean Nick Lachey? I don't know. But if, if, if she's writing this about somebody else from another point of view, chased darkness out of view. You set my soul at ease, chase darkness out of you. That means, that means whoever this is, is a complete hero to her. And almost, I might say, two lines in, too much of a hero. They're already on uneven footing, and we see how that works. That never works. It never works, you guys. You know that. Because she's already saying, I'm less than this person that saved me. You can't, that's not a, it's not a solid foundation. It might be good every once in a while, but this is not long-term. I, I can already tell you. And then it goes, left your desperate spell on me. Like, what the fuck is that? What is this guy doing to her? Or what is this girl doing to the guy? Or what is this girl doing to a girl? Or what is this guy doing to a guy? All It's all love, one love. But it's somebody that's like playing mind games, okay? So this person is a bad person. Three lines in, we know it. But the character in the song doesn't know it. So we're like, hey, save yourself. Like we're worried about you. Okay. Which you never get that in songs. You never get to write a response song to the song. Just something to think about. And it goes, left your desperate spell on me. Say you feel it too. And then it's like, girl, what are you doing? You've once again, given him all the power. Say you feel it too. What? Like chill out, girl, take a step back. 
Like play hard to get a little bit. Don't call him back immediately. Don't text him. Let it go for a day. He knows like he's going to abuse this. He just is. You're, you're setting yourself up for failure. So say you feel it too. I know you do. I've got so much more to give. And what, it, you know what? And I, I know this is a family podcast, but what I'm thinking is that she means sexually. Like, say you feel it too. I know you do. I've got so much more to give, which, which makes me think he's like, oh, you just kiss. I don't, there's girls that let me feel their boobs. And she's like, fuck, I'm going to need to let him feel my boobs. And that's, it's, it's just a, it's a mind game. It's a manipulation and we all see it a mile away. So then it goes, this can't die. I yearn to live. And then I'm like, why is she now I'm thinking, is he a doctor? Does, does she, does he have life giving medicine? Cause I don't think like love is a nice bomb, but it's not, it, you know, it's not life saving. Um, pour yourself. Oh, you guys pour yourself all over me. That's dirty, dude. That is so dirty. Like, what does that even mean? Is that like spit on me? What is that? And I'll, oh, John Mayer was right when he called her sexual napalm. Pour yourself all over me and I'll cherish every drop here on my knees. You guys, I'm not going to even touch those lines. You, you, you guys come to your own conclusions. But what I will say is that I know Jessica Simpson is a family lady and I don't know if she's proud of this song. It's beautiful when you hear it, but this is, this is filth. It's now it's all of a sudden filth. And I'm just, I'm sorry for you guys that you have to hear this. And I'm not, I'm just going to skip right over that. And then the chorus goes, I want to love you forever. And this is all I'm asking of you. 10,000 lifetimes together. That, okay. That's all I'm asking you. That's a huge ask. Do you realize that? Like one lifetime is like, okay, two lifetimes. Sure. Five, we're like, okay, that's a lot of lifetimes. She goes 10,000. Like, girl, dude, play it cool, girl. Like, so, like, this guy is telling his friends bad things about this girl. It's not, it's just, it's so bad. And then it goes, is that so much for you to do? And point blank, it is. Like, it, Jessica, it is. It's too much. 10,000 lifetimes is so much. Am I allowed to see my family? Is it just me and you? Do I get to hang out with my friends? Like, are they even alive? 10,000 lifetimes, what? Because from the moment that I saw your face and felt the fire in your sweet embrace, which also leads me to believe that this guy's good looking and she's just in it for the looks. And I'm just like, dude, what about the personality, you know? Like, what about the personality? And she's just... It's I saw in your face. What about seeing inside your heart and your personality? Have you ever thought about that, Jessica? So gross. Uh, okay, so I'm going to love you forever. We know what that means. Uh, then it goes, okay, second verse. My mind fails to understand, which is like, are you, so it's a slope. It may be a slow adult of some sort. Um, somebody that's just not maybe good in person, maybe, you know, maybe not book smart, but maybe street smart. Um, and then it goes, what my, my mind fails to understand what my heart tells me to do. <sighs> That's crazy. But we've all been there when your mind is just like, Oh my God, don't do this. And your heart's like, do it, do it, do it. And that's what love is like a lot. You know, it's like love is makes you an idiot. It makes you an idiot and you do idiotic things and it's horrible. And it goes, and I'd give up all I have just to be with you. And that would do dude, 
don't see Jessica, don't do it. Don't give up all like, oh, you're just going to support him and his job. Dude, women are doing it for themselves. We see it every day. They are much better than men in every way. And you're literally setting the woman's movement back 10,000, no, 11,000 lifetimes, Jessica. Why don't you make him take care of you? Because I'd give up all I have just to be with you. And that would do. She has a clothing line. Don't give up. Don't give up all that. I've always been taught to win. Ooh, does that mean Joe? Joe Simpson? Remember Joe Simpson from Vanderpump Rules when he made Sandoval and Schwartz model? Whew, great scene. And um, so I've always been taught to win, and I never thought I'd fall. Be at the mercy of a man. You guys, like she literally is like, fucking kill me. Just kill me. I, I'm not even a person of my own anymore. There is no original thought in my head. I am literally a puppet for this man. And maybe it is Nick Lachey, And maybe that is why it's good that she got away from him. Right? Because nobody, and I'm telling you, nobody needs to be ruled by Nick Lachey. And you heard it here on this pod first. And if any of you women... Like, I know 98 degrees, whatever. Go for the other Lachey. Isn't there like a nerdy Lachey? Stay away from Nick. It's like Tristan Thompson. I have no proof of this, but just stay away from Nick. He makes people write songs like this and give up all their power. So don't do it. He is bad for you. He's bad. Stay away from Nick. And it goes, be at the mercy of a man I've never been. I've never been. Be at the mercy of a man I've never been. I think she might be talking about her virginity, but I don't know. And then he goes, now I only want to be right where you are. So it's like, this guy is literally probably hiding from her. He's in different countries. He's in different States. He's trying to like run away from her. And she's like, I only want to be with you. I only want to be with you. Whew. And then it goes in my life. I've learned that heaven never in my life. I've learned that heaven never waits. What? That's so not true. Heaven literally, that's all heaven does is wait. It waits for us to pass. And then it takes us. That's so dumb. That's just not, that's a, I can prove that scientifically. And it goes, let's take this now before it's gone like yesterday. Cause when I'm with you, there's nowhere else that I would ever want to be. No, I'm breathing for the next second. I can feel you loving me. Dot, dot, dot. I'm going to love you forever. Blah, blah, blah. But Literally, that line, that last line says it all. I'm breathing for the next second I can feel you. I just, I know I keep hitting it over the head, but I just don't think any of us are proud of her. But what we are proud of is the woman that she turned into, right? Because this was written 20 plus years ago, and it just shows you that people can change. There's rehab for people. I know that the Jessica we know now is nothing like this. She could never sing this song again because she knows it would be false. And if any, if anything, I think Jessica could go, I want to love you for as long as I feel like it. And that would be the new, that would be the new Jessica Simpson song. I want to love you for as long as I feel like it. And that's our new song. Yeah. So you guys, this is a podcast where I want you to learn as well. So let's celebrate Jessica Simpson's memoir called Open Book. Um, I'm waiting for the audio book from my library. It says it'll be here in five months because so many people have requested it. But we have some information about what this book holds. And I have so many people that have already listened to it, have already read it. And here are some highlights. 
old relationships. She admitted her on-again, off-again relationship with John Mayer was extremely toxic, shocking, and it wasn't until Mayer's famous Playboy article was published where he referred to Jessica as sexual napalm that she was able to finally break it off. But by the way, what a compliment. If somebody called me sexual napalm, I'd be like, <laughs> okay, I can never see you again, but also thank you. Um, it said she had an emotional affair with Johnny Knoxville, but don't we all have emotional affairs with Johnny Knoxville while on the set of Dukes of Hazard, uh, because he saw her as a smart, cause he saw her as smart and the let him fly cover on her, a public affair album is about him. Whoa. Refusing a prenup with Nick Lachey before they got married, but she had to pay him a certain number as part of their divorce agreement because she became the more successful one throughout their marriage. And by the way, I believe Jessica Simpson is a billionaire or close to, or like a multi, 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 multi-millionaire because of her clothing line, which is just insane. Uh, on her public image, at only 17, she was told to lose 15 pounds, which led to very restrictive dieting and abusive diet pills. Oh my God, I used to do that. When Remember when like ephedrine was legal and they would sell it over the counter? Like I used to do that. Like that was... I miss that. I, I really wish I had stocked up. Um, and I'm not, I, I know that's horrible, but it really did work. I mean, because I guess you're basically, basically on speed. Um, the comparison to Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera was relentless throughout her teens and 20s. And to this day, people confuse her with them. Her appearance at the Chili Cook-Off in 2009 in the mom jeans that led to many tabloids and write-ups uh, uh, about her weight and looks, which caused body dysmorphia and low self-esteem. And this is not a joke. I think, like, we all have, I mean, I have extreme body dysmorphia. I have extreme low self-esteem. And I'm not anywhere near Jessica Simpson, but, like, relatable queen, right? Relatable. Um, on how alcoholism. She became dependent on alcohol to help control anxiety at a young age, and it spiraled into drinking daily, mixing vodka and flavored Perrier sparkling water, starting early in the morning to control the shakes. Wow. Friends, family were ready to do an intervention and had professional lined up when Jessica decided to get sober in 2017 after an emotional interaction with her father that caused the night of drinking in her room alone while her kids trick-or-treated on Halloween with her husband. So this sounds like, I mean, really, it sounds like an amazing, amazing audiobook. I cannot wait to hear it. Unfortunately, I do not have the time to read. So what I do is I listen to audiobooks now. And the best kind of audiobooks to listen to, as I always say, are celebrity autobiographies. And especially if they read it themselves. Only listen to the ones that they read themselves. So congratulations to Jessica Simpson. Hear it so bad it's good. We are Our hats are off to you. And I believe our friend Jen who I think her Twitter account is Jen advises you went and met Jessica Simpson in Nashville today. And I believe she's coming on the pod next week or the week after to talk about the, uh, her experience with doing that. So I'm really excited to see what Jessica Simpson might be like in person. I mean, as we all would be right. Um, and speaking of that, what I cannot believe Danny Pellegrino has not interviewed her because he does that Jessica Simpson Thursday thing on Instagram, and it's huge. And I feel like he really helped it, the 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 Jessica Simpson azance of it all. Like he he really did help, I think, put her at the forefront of a lot of this audience's. I don't know. I don't know. Just weird. Hi, Justin. Hello. Hey. Justin, hi. How are you? Oh my god, I'm good. Hi. How are you? Oh my god. I'm so sorry. 
Do you have your computer with you? <laughs> I had to do it because, because you guys, it is February 14th. When you wake up this morning, you will have your hot little hands on Justin Bieber's new album, Changes, where the hit single, Yummy, is on. Yeah, you got that yummy, yum, the yummy, yum. If I ever, ever am lucky enough to interview Justin Bieber, and it will, the day will come, mark my words. First question, I'll be, hey, Justin, do you have your computer on you? <laughs> and we'll share a laugh, and then it'll continue on awkwardly. No, but my, my second question, my follow, I'd be, Justin, follow-up question, why are you flexing on me? Whatever that means. Here's the deal, folks. Uh, changes. Will you be listening to it? Will you get your hot little hands on it? Will you in love? Will you love it? Does he still have an insane fan base? Because I think he's just insane. Um, he seems like he's not into any of this. I've never seen somebody so not into their comeback. Like it's almost like he's like, "Fuck! I guess this comeback was scheduled. I have to do it." But it, it's like he's doing everything in his power. He's like, hey, dad mustache, check. Floppy hair that I can't tell if I'm maybe balding, check. Wife, check. Uh, Whacked out YouTube special, you got it. Which, by the way, I need to watch. I still am going to do that because I hear this week's episode showed his marriage wedding vows where in the middle of it, he literally asked, the preacher said something. He goes, hey, what does that mean? Because here's the deal. I think... When you're that successful, you're told at a very young age that everything you do is amazing. So eventually, you feel you can do anything. So like Justin will stop his own wedding ceremony and go, will you make sense of that for me? I don't understand what you just said. Like the show must go on, dude. But for like, <laughs> like when he was doing his Believe tour from the Purpose album, I believe, uh, um, maybe it's the Purpose, whatever. Remember when he would get depressed and he would be singing a song and then he would just sit on the stage and just sit? Like, that's scary. Like, that's weird. It's weird. I remember I was at a... Uh, this is crazy. I was at a strip club in Bozeman, Montana with my good girlfriends, Sarah and Amanda, when I was in my 20s. And they thought it would be funny to take me there because they grew up there and they were like... They knew I got nervous at places like that. And it was like the biggest hole in the Wall Strip Club that I'd ever seen in my life. And was one where the stripper pole didn't attach to the ceiling. It was like a half pole. So when any of these ladies like spun around it, it would go bung, gung, 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 gung. It would like bung, bung. But anyways, the whole point being this one stripper, it was a really shady crowd. It was like a truck stop. So this one stripper like – I was hiding. We, you know, I was just like, no, she sat on the stage at one point and just looked at all of us while I kickstart my heart from Motley Crue played. It was one of the most chilling scenes I've ever seen in my life. And that to me is what Justin Bieber's comeback, how it makes me feel like it just, there is something so cold to all of it. It's just do me a favor and listen to any interview with him. It's just and I bet his people around him they're like they're like is he feeling good today or is he feeling bad what's he like today what's he like and that's what I feel his whole comeback is like 
So let's take a second, shall we, since Justin has given us so much entertainment on this podcast thus far. Let us plug his album, Changes, Justin Bieber, pop under the pop category on Apple Music 2020. So here is what his people wrote about this. When Justin Bieber released his debut album, My World 2.0, in 2010, God, only 2010. It's only been 10 years. He was... Sorry, that's me. That's not what they wrote. He was a bashful 16-year-old YouTuber with sideswept bangs and teen idol magnetism. What a decade it's been. <laughs> I, de- I definitely have grown up in front of the world, he tells Apple Music, which feels like an understatement when you consider how he's also helped to shape it. Crossing genres, borders, and language barriers long before that became standard practice for modern pop. In early 2019, he hit a breaking point and announced... In early 2019, uh, that's not funny, guys. That's not. In early 2019, he hit a breaking point and announced a hiatus from music, citing a need to work on deep-rooted issues, and say he wanted to focus on being a better husband to his new wife, Haley Baldwin. His confessional fifth album, Changes, is an arms-wide-open tribute to her, as well as to his faith in Satan. No, as well as to his faith and describes the healing he found from each. Maybe I I might have to listen to this. This sounds amazing. Um, The album is more than the end of an era. That's sad. To Justin as a rebellious playboy and pop maximalist. It also marks the beginning of a more focused, settled life. Never thought I could ever be loyal to someone other than myself, he sings on opener All Around Me. A clear-eyed pledge of commitment and luxury comforts, backed by delicate strings. Most of the album was produced by his longtime collaborator collaborator Jason Pooh Bear Boyd. Would you guys at any point be willing to call me Ryan Pooh Bear Bailey? Would, could I make that work? Is there any any world at this point at my age that I could convince you seriously to call me Ryan Pooh Bear Bailey? And is this trademark? Am I legally allowed to call myself Ryan Pooh Bear Boyd? Something to ask Jason Pooh Bear Boyd, I guess. Is it? But does it come from a long line of Pooh Bears? So uh, as we continue, on the piano ballad confirmation, he praises the importance of slowing down and being present. The quote is, so quick to move forward, no pressure. And we got the rest, got the rest, got the rest of our lives. Although there are occasional nods to his slick R&B past, the bedroom bedroom cut yummy. (laughs) What does that mean? What is that? Wait, what is it? Does that mean like, hey, why don't we take this into... The bedroom. And then it goes, Yeah, you got that yummy, 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 yummy. Can you stay on me? Oh, yeah, that's, um, that's my bathroom. So if you need to use that. And, uh, oh, oh, behind this door? That's, um, that's the bedroom. Yeah, you got that yummy, 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 yummy. That's that's like a bedroom cut. So like if somebody if like I was moving and I had movers help me and I'd be like they'd be like oh I'd be like that box goes over there and that um uh yeah just follow me up this way that uh, that bed is gonna go right here in this uh, bedroom. Yeah, you got that yummy, 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 yummy. Can you stay 
they're like, this is a Rick's moving company. I'm like, Rick, I know who it is. Get in that bedroom. I'm playing a bedroom cut and it's called yummy and we're doing it right now. My God. God, could I ever, the fact that Justin goes around thinking this is a bedroom cut. I'm, I'm really, I'm Justin's in the studio. Justin's in the studio goes, Hey, I don't want to be crass, but I would love to make something that people could, um, could have sex to in the bedroom, mainly in the bedroom. And they're like, what's a couch jam? Like, no, I'd like a bedroom jam. Is there a foyer jam? Is there any kind of like, is there like a guest bedroom jam? Like if I, by the way, if I did make music, I'd make guest bedroom jams. Like I would make a smooth guest bedroom or a second bath or maybe an addition, um, like a, maybe like a, a basement jam. I don't know. So anyways, moving on. Uh, I'm fine, you guys. So although there are occasional nods to a slick R&B past, the bedroom cut yummy, the flirtatious intentions. Well, that sounds fun and flirty. What is intentions all about? It's like a wink, like, ooh, what is this song doing to me? Is that song looking at me from across the bar? Uh, featuring Quavo. I'm guessing that's some form of tequila. Uh, the majority of the album is acoustic. Oh, wait a sec. The majority of the album is acoustic romantic and spiritual. Those are like my three big things. Like if you know, like if I'll be like, Hey Ryan, what do you want to do this weekend? And I'll be like, well, I got three criteria. I want to do something acoustic. I'd like to do something romantic. And as always spiritual. Oh my God, this is an acoustic album. That's interesting. It continues. It wasn't easy for the singer to regain his confidence and clarity where we've all been there. I was dealing with a lot of fear, he says. What am I going to talk about again? How is it going to be received? A turning point came when he performed with Ariana Grande at the 2019 Coachella Music Festival as her surprise guest. I saw how people reacted when I went on stage. It gave me a boost of confidence and reminded me, oh, this is what I do. What, interrupt Ariana Grande? Uh, this is what I'm good at. I don't need to run away from it. I was running away, but when something's hard, it is almost like we need to run towards the pain and run towards the hurt rather than run away from it. That's when I think you get healing. Well, I'm going to stay far away from this album because obviously this is some deep therapy album that I'm not in any I'm not ready for. Uh, song titles include All Around Me, Habitual, Come Around Me, Intentions, Yummy, Available, Forever, featuring Post Malone and Clever, whoever Clever is, Running Over, featuring Little Dicky, Take It Out On Me, Second Emotion, featuring Travis Scott, Get Me, featuring Kalani, ooh, I like Kalani, uh, ETA, Changes, featuring Adam Duritz from Counting, what? Uh, confirmation, that's what love is, at least for now. And then Yummy, Summer Walker Remix. Uh, the album clocks in at 51 minutes. 51 minutes. So it's it's like one it's like one third of one of my podcasts. So hmm. So I you know what? We definitely gotta listen to it, right? We gotta support him. He gave us so many laughs. And Justin, I just want you to know I have played this song. Yummy, like six times in the last 10 minutes. I know you would be proud of me. I'm doing everything I can on my end. So, yeah, let's get it to number one. 
Let's go. Go stream it right now. If you're on here, go stream Yummy. Like, please. Because I really want this freaking spot. Be fire. It would be fire, Justin. It would be fire. So you guys... He cares about it. He was chewing with his mouth open during that entire clip, and I've really never heard something more disgusting in my life. So let's get him to shut his mouth and not call any of us again. Let us hide his computers. Let's all, I mean, here's the deal. Let's have our, <laughs> let's have, let's have our computers on us. If he calls this weekend, let's keep it at the ready because after this weekend, we have permission to not have our computers with us anymore. But this weekend, especially tomorrow's Valentine's Day, if Justin calls, and if you listen to this podcast, if Justin calls any of you, please do me a favor, take your computer with you anywhere you go. If you're going on a romantic date tomorrow, if your guy goes, hey, what's that? It's my laptop. Why are you bringing it? If Justin calls during dinner, I'd like to have my computer with me. It's really simple. I feel like Justin's on the verge of something, so we need we need to support. So one last time, let's just let's just listen to this together. This provided us with so much. This is our final time we will be playing. Do you have your computer with you? Sing it with us if you know the words. Justin, Hello. Hey. Justin, hi. How are you? Oh my god, I'm good. Hi. How are you? Oh my god, I'm so Do you have your computer with you? Do you have your computer with you? Do you have your computer with you? No, I don't have my computer with you, but you I your... wanted to see you, oh my god. Are you, did you download my song on iTunes? Yes, I did, yes, I did, because I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. Did you purchase it, my, oh my god. did you bloody purchase it, that? Yes, I'm streaming it all the time. Streaming it all the time. Yes, all the damn time. All the damn time. But, but, but you know, we need, we need, I need you to purchase on iTunes. I have it purchased. You did both. Yes. You've been crushing it as a fan. Yes. Absolutely crushing it. Yes. You're doing everybody around the world so proud. Yes, because I love you so. Yes, I've been following you. You're the best. I cannot... I cannot do it. I cannot and you're beautiful. <laughs> so beautiful. I'm, I'm 
I'm shaking so bad right now. You You're me. shaking. Don't yeah. shake. Can <laughs> <laughs> you do me a favor? Can you sing a little bit of Yummy for me? Yeah, you got that. listen to that whole clip because I could never make it past the computer part. I swear to God, I never listened to the whole clip because it was so funny to me that I've never listened to that. And that is insane. That is insane. Let, he goes, hey, did you... <laughs> hey, did you stream it, mate? Did you stream <laughs> So pre-pubes. Hey, did you stream it, mate? Did you? Did you? Hello, did you stream it, mate? Bloody. <laughs> she goes, he didn't have, <laughs> she didn't have the computer. And then he goes, I gotta switch up tactics. Hey, do you like voices? Do you like voices there? Do you? It's me, Justin, doing a voice. <laughs> and then he goes, <laughs> and then he goes, he says, that was, that was batshit. He goes, he goes, you be, you're being the best fan. You're the best fan. You're the best. You're killing it as a fan. You're, hey, you're killing it. You're doing, and then he goes, you're making everybody proud. <laughs> Can you imagine? Poor parents. They're like, we are so far from proud right now. He's like, you're making everybody around the world very proud. <laughs> like people, people don't like rock the vote this much. People literally don't beg people to vote as much as he <laughs> That's insane. People, hey, you're doing a great service right now. And literally like, Justin, do you want me to volunteer for like a good cause? No, I want you to, I want you to, do you have your computer with you? I'd like you to stream yummy. And do you have any close friends or family that have laptops? Could you stream it on there? Hey, are your parents fans? I'd love a, I'd love a stream from their way and then he goes will you sing a little yummy up for me and he goes yummy 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 and the poor girl i for real guys if this is a wide network we should be able to find this girl i want to find this girl and i want her to come on this podcast and that's i don't want much i want joe dio joe dio's joe giodici on this podcast that's a given and I also want the girl from Yummy. So, like, that's it. But then he goes, so, so then, he, then he goes, hey, peace out. I'm going to go bug the next girl on Facebook, which is crazy. So, okay, so that is my wish list. I want the, I don't want Justin Bieber. I want the girl that he talks to in this video, interview one. Two, I would love Joe D, Geodici or Geodice, however we say it. And so what, you know what? It is that is a wish of mine, and I guess what I would like to share with you, maybe right now, 
is a message from Joe Giodici to me, Ryan Bailey. Hey, Ryan, how are you? Joe Giudice here. Your friend Megan tells me you're a big supporter, and I thank you for that. Also, stay focused, follow your dreams, and everything will happen on its own. All right? You have a great day, guy. Take care. Holy fucking shit, you guys. Joe Judaish, or however he said it, he is on my podcast. My good, good friend Megan got this for me from Cameo. And we're just going to play it again because that really happened. This really happened to me. Hey, Ryan, how are you? Joe Judice here. Your friend Megan tells me you're a big supporter, and I thank you for that. Also, stay focused, follow your dreams, and everything will happen on its own. All right? You have a great day, guy. Take care. I am going to have a great day, guy. No, you have a great day, guy, as well. Joe told me to follow my dreams and to, to work hard and to follow my dreams. And I mean, that's, I mean, I'm not even joking. That is huge. It makes me teary eyed. That's like, Joe said my name. Like, he said my name and then he goes, hey, hey, you take care, guy. Like, that's like a father to a son. Like, that's a, that's a bonding. Like, hey, you take care, guy. You take care, guy. Hey, you take care. And I'm going to post this on my Instagram. So go follow my Instagram if you don't, because it is going to be, as Justin Bieber says, fire tomorrow. Fucking fire. Hey, you take care, guy. There's Italy in the background. And he like, you guys, you got to see the face because he is so serious that it literally scared the shit out of me. And I literally hope he never listens to the podcast about me joking about him at all. And the funny thing is, so a lot of cameos, they'll go on for like two or three minutes. This is like 15 seconds. He's concise. And Megan said that like on the girl ones, he'll like blow kisses and stuff. No kisses. He knows he's speaking to another man. So I don't know what the ladies listening, there's a certain way you speak to a man. And me and Joe, uh, as we, he lets me call him Joe now, uh, he calls me guy and I call him Joe. Uh, we speak to each other as men. So it's, it's short. It's simple. It's short. Um, which I love. It has a great message to work hard. Everything's going to be all right, which is so inspiring to me because I am I am working hard, you know, like I want, I'm really working hard. He knows that he's so, he's just gets it. He gets me. And this is all, this was like the pep talk I needed. This was the, I cannot, I, I don't, I, I'm not able to get an Adderall prescription, but I don't need one anymore because that is, that is, that is cameo Adderall right there. It is now 2.24 in the morning. I've got like four more hours to go of this. And then work tomorrow and then, you know, but it is all worth it because that Joe. So Megan, thank you so much for even, I mean, that's just, that's amazing. And I know, you know, she listens to the podcast and we're fr- like, it just, that just, that's, that's my heart. That's amazing. I just, it was the coolest thing that I could have gotten. It was so neat. And the only thing that could have like, here, let me just play one more time. Hey Ryan, how are you? Joe Judice here. Your friend Megan. Tells me you're a big supporter, and I thank you for that. Also, stay focused, follow your dreams, and everything will happen on its own. Also, also, 
uh, I'm starting a podcast, and you're, I've listened to your podcast, and it's one of my favorite podcasts over here in Italy. You've got a huge following here, over here, guy, guy. And uh, if you could give me pointers on how to edit and how to do things like that, it would be amazing, and how to drop in fun little clips. And I would love to you for you to come to Italy and for me to show you around, and we could have grappa together and Italian meals that I make from scratch, and we can do prison workouts together, and uh, we could uh, you know uh, make Instagram posts that are inspirational for other people. But above all, I just want to say how much I respect you as a man, Ryan, as a man. All right, you have a great day, guy. Take care. It just, it just blows my mind. Like he really, it, I mean, for 15 seconds, I was a part of Joe's mind. Like that's, that's, that, that is, that is so fire. That is so, so, so fire. Um, Joe, thank you so much. I know you got paid for that, but still, thank you so much for doing that. Megan, thank you so much. I can't thank, I mean, just we, this is a victory for all of us. The So Bad It's Good community this is a victory, you guys. Now we just need to get the Justin Bieber girl. And then we've literally got my dream, all of my dream interviews out of the way. And we can just have fun. I just realized that for all the people listening, maybe for the first time, this is like deep inside baseball. People are like, what the hell is going on? What was the Justin Bieber? That is, what is the Joe? All of this is really, so let me actually now move to something that we all know. Something that we are all very excited about. Something happened this week that we had been, it was on the horizon, but it finally came out. Yes, that's right. Wednesday, yesterday, the Real Housewives of New York season 12 trailer dropped. And I'm going to play it right now for you in its entirety. This season on the Real Housewives of New York City. We like to... Are you ready? <laughs> I like crazy people. Whoa. It's like a car wash. Sonia. Who are you sure? Dorinda. Let's just each just have one glass of wine. Oh my God. Ramona, even. Yeah, I would pick up myself. You guys are hot <laughs> messes. <laughs> I was never a trophy wife. My show is tried and true. F*** you. You're back with Scott. You're going to have to get over this hump. Well, I'm moving to Chicago, so there's no hump. It percent. is a leap of faith. Do you feel like you're stuck right now? I pretended like everything was okay. Was warm? No, honey, it's all vodka. Oh, it tastes so good. Dorinda, this is like heaven. <laughs> we love Mexico! Oh, my God. I missed you, darling. Something is really bothering Dorinda. I've sat and supported you my whole life. You're a coward. Sit your ass down. I never said that. You're a sick human being. Get over it. They got you had it. We want to help you. Don't you understand? problem here. We want to help you. You're not getting it. We have a new girlfriend who's lovely. Leah. I think she's a classy girl. I think she's quite lovely. Kind of rough on the edges. I never the pirate. Oh my god! I'm excited! I'm excited! 
Ben is out of the box. Oh, oh boy. Oh, he's back. What's wrong with us? I think there's a lot. <laughs> You guys, it does not get better than that. That is Shakespeare to me. Uh, I don't know what you guys thought about the trailer. I loved it. It immediately brought a smile to my face. It gave me something to live for. I believe the season starts on April 4th of this year, in the year of our Lord, 2020. Uh, I am so, so excited because you saw it. So you've seen it, but the trailer starts off with literally Ramona walking down a street and a guy in a skeleton's outfit, like jumping out at her. And she's like, ah, and you're already, you're already like, oh, I love you. I love you, Ramona. I love you so much. And then you see all the girls, Dorinda, Sonia, Lou, Lou. I believe Lou thinks she's the Bethany now. I believe, you know, because Bethany was always the foundation for as crazy as Bethany was. She thought she was the foundation. And she kind of was just because she was so wealthy and she was still less crazy than the others. And Bethany is gone. And a lot of people I've been reading online say they feel, uh, you know, they feel that loss even in the trailer. And I got to say, I got to disagree. I don't. I don't. Bethany had a great season last season. I think we can do without her, but we'll see. It will be interesting because I, I think we might have a season of people vying for that number one spot. You know, and I think that's always fascinating to watch when people are trying for something. And I think Lou and Dorinda, I think Lou and Dorinda, I think you're going to see a lot of fireworks between them because I think they both think they are the heir apparent. Sonia's amazing because Sonia knows that she is a solid, she's like a solid player. Like you can put her in any position and she's going to kill it because she's going to come in. She's going to be funny or dramatic or just bizarre, and we're going to eat it all up. Same with Ramona. So this we see from the trailer. We get a couple pieces of information, the big one being Countess Lou takes a drink of alcohol in front of the ladies. So we know that is going to be a plot point, and it's going to be interesting. I was wondering how they were going to handle that, and it looks like, you know, Lou made a Lou likes drinking that much where she made a point of doing that on camera. So at least she's not hiding it. That's always good. So we'll see how that plays out. The other huge thing we intro, we are introduced to the new cast member, Leah McSweeney. Now, Leah McSweeney, you can find her on Instagram at, um, it's just at Leah, no, at Leah Mob, L-E-A-H-M-O-B. And her Instagram is great. She's a pretty, uh, pretty lady. Uh, I heard she was actually Bethany's friend, and she was going to be on the season before. She was going to be on, the plan was to have her on with Bethany, and then Bethany was no longer on, and they had her on anyways. But it looks like she really brings some fireworks, so much so that they actually, you know, made part of the trailer of like, she's a little rough around the edges, is about Leah. But all in all, this looks amazing to me. And I'm not even joking. It just looks great. The difference, okay, as an acting teacher, there is character, like we call it like character work and just, you know, you have like the normal Beverly Hills 90210 pop, you know, like, oh, the good looking, you know, like the Beverly Hills, whatever. It's just bad dialogue and little action. But then you have the character work. You have the really good, good stuff. And to me, Real Housewives of New York is all that good, good. It's all of it. It's like a play. These ladies talk over each other. 
And so if you, you, you need to watch it three times and you'll get a different, if you pay attention to a different character, you'll get a different show each time you watch it. It's so good. And you really, oh, by the way, I forgot to, guys, I didn't mention Tinsley and Dale. We get a Tinsley and Dale crying scene in costumes. Remember when we got the egg scene of them crying about her eggs? We get that again. Tinsley and Dale are magnetic. We got it at the big top last season when she did the uh, Big Apple Circus, and we get her again. I would love a Dale Tinsley spinoff. It, they are so good together, and we get that in the trailer. It's so good, you guys. It's so good. Trust me. If any naysayers out there are like, oh, you know what? We miss Bethany. You can miss Bethany till the cows come home. Miss her. Nobody's saying not to miss her, but we don't need her. The ship is safe. The mothership is safe, you guys. We have a great season to look forward to. I feel it in my bones because they're the only show that can have boring plot lines, but they're still so good off each other. They're not playing around. They have real relationships that are decades in the making. So it's not like Beverly Hills where they just force people to be around each other for showtime and they're like, ah, we're friends for this season. Like these are people that have real relationships for decades. And that makes for great TV. Because think about all that feeling, all those roller coasters, the Ramona coaster, all of it. That's all in there. And we get to see it. We're so lucky. So I'm not putting any pressure on it. I think it's going to be a great season, but are you guys excited? I hope you are. I can't wait to talk about this on this pod. I can't wait for Real Housewives of New York to be back. So that is something to look forward to, but I definitely wanted to talk about that since we were releasing later. I was so happy it came out so I could talk about it with you guys because it just, it filled me with joy and it made, because I was talking about it on uh, Jeff Epstein's podcast today is that to me, Bravo seems to be in a little bit of a slump. I feel like it's searching for who it is. There's like a little bit of a, not a loss of soul, but like Vanderpump rules this season. It's, it's, it can't find its footing. Everything feels stale a little bit because, you know, the pattern of Bravo is so ensconced right now. You know, it's like usually the first episode is great. Second episode takes a dip third and fourth or whatever. And then fifth, you usually find out in any of these Bravo shows, the fifth episode is a very telling episode because it really sets up if it's going to be a good season or not. And usually it takes off from there. Like Summer House. Summer House started, for me, I've read a lot of negative things about it as well. For me, it started off so good. And then last night's episode was like, so-so. I liked it. Third and fourth will be whatever. And then fifth will be the episode where we're like, is this special? Is this amazing? Or is it so-so? I think it's going to be amazing. But I think Bravo really is, it's going to have to, it's going to have to change it up a little bit to survive in the long term. And I think it will, and I think it can, but I, I feel like we're so, we're so smart as audiences now and social media plays such a part in all of these shows, you know, that they need to account for that. They need to find some way to do a media blackout on these people off season, which I think will be impossible for them because a lot of them are loudmouths, but it almost ruins the actual show. And the show should be the main thing, not their Instagram feeds. But it's hard when you have jacks piping up at every, you know, step that, it, you know, it just, it just, you know what I'm saying? It just adds so much weirdness. So it'll be very telling because I want Bravo to survive forever, but in surviving, they're going to have to make a couple U-turns or take a hard left when they need to, you know, thought they should be going right. They're going to have to make some real changes to grow 
with us, the audience. You know, we want to be growing together. I know that sounds too deep and maybe I'm taking this too seriously, but come on. We all have podcasts about this. We all listen. We all love this with all, you know, like this is our thing. So we're very invested in this surviving, but we've really got to think what is, what is the future? It can't stay the same. You've got to be constantly changing. Um, and I think that about all things in life, we've got to be constantly changing to really succeed. And the same goes for our beloved reality shows. So now it is time for the main event, moving right along. Today's guest is, like I said earlier, somebody – so, you know, I did this intro for her and uh, I want to redo it uh, because it was a little choppy and uh, I don't want to say all these good things about her uh, to her face or to her ears. So I'm just going to say it while she can't hear me. Um when you're in this Bravo community, there's a few people that I think you you kind of know when you're like messing around on Twitter or Instagram as people that are not only funny, but they make amazing points. They make sense. And then they make you hysterically laugh on top of that. And my guest today is one of those people. Her name is Raven, but you guys might know her as at mainly Bravo on Twitter and Instagram. She has a new podcast called Bitch is Better, which is amazing. You need to go check it out. It's with her and one of her best friends who, and they just, it's, it's one of those things when you just listen to it, you just know you're, it's like you're eavesdropping on friends or you're, you're, you're one of their friends. And those are the best kind of podcasts that you can drive around and feel like you have friends, you know, like you feel like they're your friends. And that's what this whole thing is. It's like people that are, you know, like I think of you guys as my friends and I feel like she you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's a really, it's a comforting podcast on top of being hysterically funny and making amazing points. You guys have seen how goofy I've been in this last hour. She makes amazing points on top of being funny. She's something that I, I mean, I do a little bit. She does a lot, a lot. So you guys already follow her, but if you don't, what are you doing child? Go follow her at mainly Bravo. Uh, her name is Raven. She is just, I don't know. I just can't say enough good things about her. And you'll hear, I was so nervous. You guys, I was so nervous and I just, it, you know, there are a couple people that I really wanted to talk to from the beginning and, and that really know this community are fans of these things on top of it. Like they're kind of scholars. I know her and like faces of uh, faces uh, Bravo and Bravo historian. There's just a couple people that are just like next level and uh, you know that I learn from, and she is definitely one of those. So I know I'm 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 sounding way too serious here, but it's like three in the morning. So by the way, I've done this intro so many times this week. It just my computer keeps dying. So knock on wood. But anyway, today, Raven, go subscribe to Bitches Better. I talk about that during this podcast as well. So we talked today about, this is about two episodes. I did this interview about nine days ago. It was supposed to be out much earlier. It was supposed to be out on Tuesday of this week, and now it's Friday. So this is not this week's The Pride episode, but the week before Jax's bachelor party, the second part of that. But we also get into something that might not be the most fun to talk about, but we actually, I think we do 
10, we, we made it fun is I talk a lot about the bra- problematic side of Bravo. There's a lot of things that Bravo, is, you know, has been a part of, whether it be Leanne Lockin or Brandy or Stassi uh, or Southern Charm. And, and we just scratch the surface of all of this stuff, but we kind of intermix that with this conversation. So I hope you enjoy all of this, but I hope it also points out that, you know, this is something that Bravo really needs to work on. Uh, but I think we do this in a very entertaining way. So I hope you guys love this as much as I love talking to her. Uh, I know when I did this, I made a friend that day. Uh, I knew her online already, but now I consider her a friend. I'm just really lucky to have her uh, as a friend. So I'm so excited to uh, for you guys to hear this. So this is Raven. Oh, also, you guys, this starts a couple minutes uh, after we had started our conversation. We're right. We're talking about she had just gotten into a Twitter fight uh, for, with Katie Maloney. So we pick up at the beginning of this conversation with Katie Maloney. The audio was a little scratchy at the beginning, so I had to lose it, unfortunately. So I think you'll get immediately what we're talking about, and you won't miss a beat. So here she is. Here's Raven from Bitches Better. Second round, onions, apples, and oranges, blah, blah, blah. Like, one has nothing to do with the other. And I was like, um, no, Kristen is talking about Schwartz fucking around on you because it's an example so that you can understand that she was there for you, you know, when your relationship was not in a great place. It's all apples. Like, what do you mean? So <laughs> she, she then was like, she was like, no. She said it to be a bitch. I know that move. I invented it, which is like, okay. Katie, you didn't invent anything. You invented eating like snacks on a bed. Like that's what you invented. Exactly. Exactly. And she was like, well, if you remember correctly, that was season three. I wasn't even friends with Kristen then. So she wasn't there for me. And I didn't sandbag my friends with that shit for two years either. And it's like, babe, that is completely false. You are trying to rewrite history and you cannot do that. We all have Hulu and we can go back and watch. That you literally were crying and carrying on well after season three. Didn't this man just, I mean, disappear and wake up in a, in a completely different resort from well, you? But and you didn't think anything happened there? Well, I mean, I, I hate to go all over the place, but I'm so excited to talk to like somebody that's like, doesn't Schwartz just get wasted so he can cheat on his wife? Yes, 100%. I mean, that's that's he does. what he does. He, he <laughs> that's does. His move. He's like, his move is I will drink until I pass out and that way I can kiss other lips. Yes, exactly. I mean, and then and she knows, and my too. wife's gonna accept it. Yeah, he goes, he goes, oh, Bubba, Bubba, I cheated on you again last night, Bubba, Bubba, I'm so sorry, Bubba. It's so, exactly, it's so <laughs> whack. But I love that Kate. Like, I want season one, Katie, where she just didn't talk and she was in the background. You know, that's when I liked her. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I haven't always hated her. I really did used to like her, and I really need to like rewatch so I can remember when exactly it was that I like turned on her. Yeah, because yeah, so, I don't remember. So, I mean, if I if I view you as one of the the royalty of talking about Bravo, what is your favorite Bravo show, and has it changed over the years? Mm, my favorite is Real Housewives of New York for yeah. sure. Um, but as of late, I mean, lately, Real Housewives of Potomac is really like getting really close to New York for me. So I started, they would probably be very next. Like I next. started that because of all of the recommendations of people I trusted. And I got through the first season over my holiday break and mm-hmm. I dug it, but everybody's like, no, it gets on, like, it gets on fire by season three. Yes, that's true. And yeah. now they're like saying three. it's like the favorite. So like, that is the dark horse. That's like almost winning. Oh, hell yeah. Cause this last season, which was season four, was so fucking good. 
but three is when it definitely picks up. So, oh, so just I'm stick with it. <laughs> so we're in a big week, potentially, because Real Housewives of New York trailer should drop this week sometimes, correct? That's what I've heard. And then I just also heard, like, a couple of hours ago that it's not going to drop this week. So, like, who knows? Ah, uh, this is... I don't know. This is just... It's really... Oh, I can't take this. I mean, but do you think Real Housewives of New York will continue? It's like, I think they're on like a three to four uh, season winning streak right now. I'm just wondering, I hope this is, I hope this is another on fire season and the loss of Bethany doesn't uh, hinder them too much. I think, I think it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, I'm not too concerned. I certainly will miss her. I love Bethany, but um, I I think they'll be fine. I mean, these, you still got, everyone is... (laughs) There's just so many like big personalities on that show. Like it'll be fine. No, you've got Ramona, you got Sonia, you got Dorinda. I mean, it, as yeah. long as Luann, I think it'll still be good. As long as Luann's touring, I think we're totally fine. Exactly. Uh, she's she's still high on her cabaret horse so it'll be good (laughs) now what you know you you did this successfully on instagram and twitter what made you to decide to do your own podcast and you do it with one of your best friends right yes me and gabby have been talking about doing it literally for at least two years <laughs> so, that's it that's all, all finally, podcasts are just talking about doing podcasts that's part of the whole yes. process we just constantly were just talking about it and there was just no action and i was like listen here like we need to actually do this i'm serious because i was like what's the worst that can happen no one listens to it, but we still have fun recording yes. it. So, like, who cares? We're having the conversations anyway. That's like, the majority we'll, of podcasts. I mean, let's just do it. Nobody's going to usually listen to the majority of these. So it's like, why not like, go out, meet good people, meet people you want to talk to about things that you love. And if it catches on, great. If not, like, you still get to have fun conversations. Exactly. There's nothing to lose. So that's really what happened. Um, Gabby, she actually, she's always on the move and she recently, she like tore something in her knee. I don't know what do you, <laughs> ACL or Mened something. So she's had to slow down. So me being the good friend that I am, I was like, Hey, time to do the podcast, podcast time. But that's, that's great advice for all future podcasters. Make sure you cripple your guest Nancy Kerrigan yeah. style and you can totally get a podcast going. Exactly. Um, so uh, I guess, uh, are you excited for summer house to come back tonight? Uh, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say that I'm like excited, but I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. I mean, it's I not, do. I, <laughs> you're not like gra- like grabbing like a pillow in excitement. No, Okay. <laughs> but I'm ready for it. I'm going to watch it. I like Amanda and I like Paige. So yeah, but the it, guys I mean, on that, it should be good. The guys, I think all the guys across Bravo, you know, they're just, they have a likability problem, which I want to get into in a little bit. <laughs> Well, they do because it seems like, and finally Southern charm this past season, I think they fully made a step in the right direction, getting rid of Thomas, but also bringing forward the ladies. But, uh, it's still, it's still shocking that it's like, it's so apparent how guys are idiots and not just on Bravo, Mm -hmm. just in general. But I think Bravo does an amazing job at really shining a spotlight on that. They sure do. I, they really do. Cause I mean, these guys are just next level and it seems like I, I know it's not like all of a sudden, but it just feels that way. Cause it's like so bad. All of a yeah. Sudden. Well, I mean, they, I, I mean, Southern charm. I mean, 
Thomas is like straight up assaulting people. I mean, we don't see it, but that's exactly. I mean, which is I, I do. Let's get into Vanderpump Rules a little bit and then circle back to this because we have a lot of problematic things to talk about. But this, mm-hmm. so, so far this season on Vanderpump Rules, what has been your kind of overview of what's happening? Um, okay. Try not to cry. So, Try not to cry. What? <laughs> Let me get myself together. <laughs> Take um, a second. First of all, I feel like I'm watching two separate shows. Yep. Which... I don't love. Um, it's just weird. It's weird. There's like a very definite separation with Sheena somewhere in the middle. Bless her. I love her. It's so weird. She's the dividing line. She's the equator. Yeah. She is the equator. It's very odd. Um, the new people, I mean, the guys, I, you know, I cannot fucking stand them. Obviously. Um, (laughs) Dana, I like her. I I think she's cool. Um, I wish she had some better people to be interacting with, um, Danica and the other one that, uh, Charlie, yeah, whatever, whatever, pasta girl. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I just need some more time with them, but as far as the, the original, uh, fools we've got, (laughs) I mean, they're up to their same old tricks. It seems, well, it's just the same shit. And Jax is getting married in case you didn't know. Oh wait! So, oh, oh, Jack, is it is it with Brittany? Is it yes, Jackson? Yep. Oh, Jackson and Brittany are getting married. Okay, I hope they do some kind of Breaking big news. bachelor bachelorette party that I'm kind of bored with. I hope they do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, you're 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 so correct in that. Like, did you notice it was so apparent this past episode where they would go to Miami and then they would come back and it would like slow things down because we had to readjust to seeing Sir again with new people that we don't really, right. <laughs> we don't really care about. And I'm sorry, I know it's called Vanderpump Rules, but Lisa, it's like a flimsy. Like she's like, oh, we have pride coming up, darling. Are you are you man enough to the task? It's just, it doesn't. It's like, how hard is it to manage, sir? Like I was there this weekend with my mom, and like I could have managed uh-huh. it just right then I and there. Her. Like I just, it was. Yeah, it does not seem hard. It's not, and you know what? If you are the assistant manager and you feel just very stressed and you like you can't <laughs> do it, that's an issue. Maybe yeah. you don't need to be in this position. Okay. I know. No, I mean, I don't see any of the managers don't seem like they potentially could manage, sir. But they also Lisa makes it sound like you're you're going up to Broadway by managing, sir. It's the <laughs> toughest restaurant in WeHo. And it's, it's just not like half the people are there just to see sir because of the show. Half of the people That's want to see Lisa. Yes. Like the we mm-hmm. that that restaurant would have been closed seven years ago if not for this show. Period. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Oh, I totally do. Like yes. all of them? No, just sir. Because just th- sir. Well, because if it's not good, like Tom Tom, I really do think the food is good. Even though my mom got a little tipsy this weekend, and she was like, "I don't like <laughs> your the food. mom's great." Oh, she's like, "I don't <laughs> like the food here. I don't like the food here." And I was like, "Mom, shut up, please. I'm trying to make friends with people." And um, <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, I, I think sir is like. It's just, it's, it's coasting by on this show. It's like planet Hollywood in its last years, you know? Oh my God. Yes. I think people like us maybe watch this show and we, we don't get swept away by the magic of it anymore because we're so, we, we so know the goings on behind the scenes and on Twitter mm-hmm. and stuff where we're oh, watching. Yeah. yeah. Like we're watching with this eye of like, is this scene fake? Is this like, this scene seems like, 
they told Lisa to say that, so we had a, a plot line next episode with DJ James Kennedy, you know? Yes, and it's really sad, actually. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 well, and you like, I was thinking, because I got really sad after watching it last night, because I just didn't enjoy it, and then I thought, like, well, there was a time when, like, I really liked Grey's Anatomy for a couple seasons, and, and then I right? stopped, but then I stopped watching it, and I guess Grey's Anatomy is still on, and I had no, like, I yeah. was like, it's like 30, 30 seasons in, and maybe it's just, maybe that's what Vanderpump Rules is to me, maybe... Like it's meant for a new generation now, and I should just go die, you know? Not oh, no, <laughs> no. It just like it just doesn't hold that same magic. Does it hold the magic for you, or am I no, rushing the judgment? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And I don't know. Maybe they just need like a transition period. I don't know where they're going with it, but it's it's never going to be like how it was in the beginning. They just like hit the fucking lottery with that. If you ask me. Well, yeah, because they, I mean, it was a real relationship friendship that. Yes. By no means should still be going on. Like, nobody should still be friends with Jax. No, I don't know how they are. How does he have friends? Are well, they actually his friends, or is this a show? Like, let's say the show gets canceled. Are they still hanging out with Jax, or what? No, I mean, I mean, no. I mean, I would hope, I hope, I would hope to God not, and I think that's partly what we're seeing right now, is that I don't think Sandoval and Ariana hang out with Jax at all. Because they have good sense. Yeah, I mean, like, so it's, like, <laughs> it's painful because I feel like they have to keep that thing going for the mojo. But I don't know. It just you can just tell that something's really off, and people are like, like Stassi's barely, like Stassi shouldn't be on this show for multiple. No, reasons. she shouldn't for multiple for multiple reasons. Um, yeah, she's beyond it. I mean, she's bigger than it. Well, she has trans. I hate to say that the, for her. Like, I don't like her, but she is. <laughs> she's one of the only people that's transcended that where I think she'll have a career after this show is over regardless. Yeah. She did it right. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, what do you think of Bo actually? I don't like him. <laughs> I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> Not sad. Well, damn. <laughs> what, what do you like think about? Him. Don't like him. Okay. <laughs> next question. <laughs> Listen, well, here's the thing. I just, he seems like he's very good with her. He seems like he's, Definitely um, bringing out, okay, I can't even believe I'm saying this, bringing out like a better side of her Yes. and everything. But a, a part of me just still feels like he's very, very much like an opportunist. Oh. I don't know. I just get a vibe from him. Like my spirit does not agree with his. It's oh, just, uh, there's just something, bring, I don't know. You bring your spirit into watching this show? I try to leave my no. spirit. I try to leave my spirit as far away from this as possible. <laughs> my spirit would be so disappointed if I was doing that. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, my spirit is everywhere at all times. I can't help it. No, um, I don't know. Well, so just, I don't know. I know you don't know me or this show that well, probably, but like I used to be in acting class with Bo. He was in my first acting class out here. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, was a super nice guy. Like, but like that's the thing is that this past year watching him on social media and stuff like that, he does come off a little bit like an opportunist and like he's really enjoying this. Yeah, he's in the damn, he's a part of the fucking cast now. That is insane. <laughs> well, and I feel like he's on the dark side of the How cast. How do you do that? Like, he's friends with Jax. Like, I think that's, like, that always is huge warning signs that he's, like, he's going to have Jax as one of his groomsmen. Yeah, that is, that's, no. It's just looking wrong. at you sideways with that. Um, so what did you think this season, uh, this this episode when they did all the old age makeup? Did you care? No, I thought it was gross and it wasn't funny to me. It freaked me out. 
I thought it was trying way too hard because they did the women's for the dressing up like women for Schwartz's. Yes. I mean, it just felt like everybody was doing this bachelor party out of obligation and it didn't seem like anybody was there to really have fun, even though that's all Brittany's like, I want to have fun, y'all, please. (laughs) They weren't because nobody believes in this relationship deep down. (laughs) They won't say it. And Jax is bullying everyone into making his, I mean, he's a bridezilla. He just is. It's actually crazy to see. What's crazy to see somebody that like, it's supposed to be from what you hear, if you're going by old standards, like the ladies day to shine, you know, it's her. And Jax really is making it about him. Like the fact when last week he made fun of the barge that they were on that Sandoval got. He's such a dick. He's like, I did a booze cruise like this in high school, bro. It's not that good. Like I just, that's disgusting to me. It's, it's so nasty and so rude. You know, uh, your friend's trying to set up something nice for you. He doesn't even like you at this point, and he's still doing it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and no, you got something to say. Plan it, plan it yourself then. My, uh, I guess, follow-up question. Have you ever gotten very negative very fastly? Mm-hmm. All the time. Good, 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 good. Speaking of that, did, did Katie flat out block you from that Twitter thing last night, or are you already blocked? No, no, she didn't She's block a- me at all. I'm not blocked. That's all. That's. I mean, I guess it's awesome. It's crazy. Have you been blocked by any Bravo lebs? Oh yeah. Well, Jacks, of course, right? Isn't course. everybody? That's a rite but, of passage um, for any young Bravo yeah. viewer. Uh, Jacks and blocked by uh, Vicky. Oh, Brittany <laughs> has blocked me as well, but that's like Jacks adjacent, right? Yeah. Um, Vicky, that's all I know. That's all I can. I, yeah, that's it. Do you think even Leanne didn't block me even after that whole thing? Because I definitely had some things to say about her. Oh, her wedding planner blocked me. (laughs) She didn't. So (laughs) she still follows me. I don't know. Uh, Do you you think when Jax blocks people and Brittany's near him, he (laughs) takes her phone too and blocks the same people? Like double blocks? (laughs) Probably. Um, I would not be surprised. So what are the dark? See, the, the the thing with them dressing up old to me, it just felt like very prop comedy, very carrot top, very like, hey, I know what'll give them the razzle. I know what'll give the viewers the razzle dazzle. And I just thought it was like kind of dumb. And like, did they really expect the girls not to notice them in the strip club? Well, they're dumb, so maybe. <laughs> maybe they did. I don't know. It was whack. It yeah. was whack. Um, I'm not uh, here for it. The other things that were kind of dark to me, um, there was one line at the last like couple scenes of the episode where Brittany says, like, Kristen's talking to Stassi at the very end, and Brittany mm-hmm. says that Kristen looks up to her and Jax <laughs> as how a couple with problems can really make it work. <laughs> I laughed so loud when she said that. I rewound it. I rewound it because I was like, there's no fucking way Brittany said that. There's just uh, like, well, I mean, it was so exciting. She is insane. But she said something like that before. And I was trying to remember she said something like that in the last season. Like, I don't know. Maybe it was Kristen again where she was like, oh, well, you know, she. Oh, no, maybe she's waiting for Carter to change like Jax did. It's something like that. And I was like, babe, you have got to stop. Like, no one. And I mean, no one is looking to you and Jax Taylor. <laughs> I mean, as a blueprint for like what a good relationship. Like, absolutely not. 
That would never, ever happen. Not even in your dreams. Okay? No. I, and the, th- the way that Brittany rewrites history in her head of like, look at us, all my, you know, but you said something on your podcast this past week that, you know, uh, or you guys were saying that like, you, you know, you believe kind of Brittany does know what she's doing a little bit. Oh yeah. She knows what she's doing. But what I do- don't think she's as dumb as she uh, lets on. She's the same when she wanted to be on TV. She, for whatever fucking reason, I don't know. I would love to know like what her master plan was and all of the steps of it. Like, I wonder, she probably has like a fucking Excel spreadsheet, like with different steps that she needed to like, what? I mean, <laughs> come what's to the- LA, do this, do that. <laughs> and like seduce Jack's move into his one bedroom apartment. Like what? I don't... What's the final thing on that Excel spreadsheet? Is it like Dancing with the Stars? What is it? <laughs> it's probably something like that. I, mean, Dude, I truly have no idea because I feel like she's nearing the end of it. I really don't know. But God bless that you think she knows how to uh, do a spreadsheet. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> that's uh, really amazing. Maybe um, I'm giving her too much credit with that one. <laughs> I hate to, you know, it's like, and I, I, I say this to all the people listening that really like are still like fantasized about this show is that I do love the show because it's like family at this point. But like, I, I make fun of it because mm-hmm. I love it. But at the same time, it's it's getting out of hand. It's like ridiculous to me. Like the, and it's really sad because like the Katie Schwartz stuff, this episode just shows how not like, like put boring aside as a couple, they are completely boring, but they are in such a Mm -hmm. dark pattern of behavior for any couple that I find like, I just, how does this end for them? I don't know. Cause I, they almost strike me as the type, like, they should have never gotten married, oh, right? 100%. I mean, Katie fully bullied him into that. They should have never gotten married. Um, but, like, I just feel like they're too lazy to split up. Oh, well, <laughs> you know? Well, you know that Schwartz had that scene with Sandoval in the old age makeup this time where they were arguing mm-hmm. about the Stasi party again at TomTom, which is whatever. But at the end... yeah. Schwartz was like, I need to not, I mean, I need to not be such a pushover and da, da, da. And he was like kind of sticking up for himself lightly. And then all of a sudden, it kind of of got brushed, like pushed under the rug. And like Schwartz goes, okay, I'm sorry too. I'm sorry too. And like, you could just tell Schwartz, that's how he lives his life of not wanting to upset anybody because he doesn't really give Mm -hmm. a shit at the end of the day. And that's why he's still married to Katie. He just didn't want to hurt her feelings, and he's like, fine, if you really want the marriage, you can have it. Sandoval, if you really want Tom Tom, you can have it. Like, he just wants mm-hmm. to be, he just wants to, like, have quiet and beer. And maybe p- pills, I don't know. <laughs> right. It's really sad, actually. Like, what kind of life is that? He just lets his wife bully him around all day. Yeah. He's, like, scared of her. He's probably walking around on eggshells at all times. Can you imagine yeah, I, I mean, mean, I fully can imagine. And, like, the thing is, you know, Katie posted, like, a really dark Instagram story where he was, like, watching football on his iPad in the other room eating Cheetos. I think she was trying to be funny. <laughs> but it was just, like, that's what I picture his life is, is, like, Katie, will you let me put the headphones on and watch my shows in the other room? And she's, like, yeah, go for it. And then he's, like, happy. Like a child. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I went into TomTom once. I've been, you know, it's, like, if you go there 10 times, you get the 11th for free. So I go a lot, but, <laughs> uh, but like, I, I thought I left my credit card there and it was a busy night. And like, 
Schwartz was the only guy I could go up to to ask for my card because I really wanted to see if it was there. And I said, hey, man, I'm so sorry. Is there any way you can check if my card is there? Like, And I was like, kind of like, I know you're Schwartz, but could you do this? And he was like, oh, yeah. totally, dude, totally. He looked just happy to be asked to do something. and Because nobody asked him to do what, anything because yeah. they think he can't do it. And oh, then he went and checked. And, he, and I, go, I go, I'm so sorry, man. He goes, he goes, hey, dude, no problem, dude. He goes, I lose my credit card at least once a week, dude. And I was like, that's, I bet. <laughs> that's another Schwartz thing. Like, and then I kind of took a look at, I took a look at myself in the mirror. I was like, you got to shape up, dude. You can't turn out like Schwartz. <laughs> oh my God. No way. No, yeah. no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, you pointed out earlier, that is the big thing. This about the disjointed season, about trying to jam new characters in. And this, I really want to kind of spiral or not spiral, but kind of, go into our next topic about problematic, the problematic problem that Bravo has right now. And I think it really got highlighted Mm -hmm. for so many reasons this year, but I guess we'll start with Max and Brett who Matt, like Dana's poor plot line all hinges on Max. Like her plot line hinges on this dude. And so just so you guys know, I've talked about this on my, my a couple episodes now, but they, uh, they didn't get caught. It was revealed that, they had done many racist tweets in the past. Now, what was your take on all of this? When you, when you first found out about it, what was your opinion? Has it changed over the weeks? Oh, I was pissed. <laughs> and, um, yes. I mean, I've calmed down. I mean, I've calmed down now, but I still, I don't fuck with them. And that may be another reason, like whenever I see either of their stupid faces on my screen, I kind of just tune out. Cause I'm like, I'm not going to stop watching the Pump rules, right? Like that's not an option, but like, I can't, I just can't do it with those two. So I just, it, it just, it really fucking pissed me off though. It's a very. It's I was a, shocked. I was. Well, it's very. It's very idiotic to hinge a new development on a show, a new way to go on the show, and then to put it in the hands of two people <clears throat> that have done boneheaded things like that. Regardless if they're sorry or not, it's a real. It's a huge problem that Bravo. You know, I. I just. I still find it very curious how that even happened, where they allowed two people like that without doing a clear check on their background, because I figure you would do background checks on all of their social media. You would think so. And what I was thinking is like, okay, well maybe, maybe they did. Someone did check on it and it's possible that that person has the same thought process as some people do when they're like, Oh, they were young and dumb and they thought it was fine. So they let them go through, you know, but if that was the case, would, would, would and should have Bravo stepped in and said, you know, made a public statement about this besides Lisa saying that, you know, they're young and they're learning, you know? They definitely should have. Yeah, I mean, I think so I'm too. I'm still mad Bravo didn't say anything about it because I was not pleased with Lisa's statement at all. No, I thought it was very kind of sweeping it under the rug. And I think... Very much. Well, I mean, and just let me read to the, the listeners right now just a list. And I think this is why it's, it seems like it's nearing a final straw for a lot of people because... Just in this last year, we had Leanne Locken on Real Housewives of Dallas, and we talked about that before on here. We had Carrie. Uh, she said racist statements towards Carrie Brittingham. Uh, we had uh, Brandy Redman. 
uh, doing her uh, whole uh, Instagram thing mm -hmm. that was horrible. We've had in the past Real Housewives mm -hmm. of Orange County. We had Tamara telling, uh, saying Slade Smiley looked like a homo. We had Eddie. We had Ryan Tamara's son doing homophobic and MAGA support. Um, mm -hmm. We had Stassi drama in March of 2017 talking about the Oscars. Stassi <coughs> stated on a podcast. I'm like really sick of everyone making everything about race, everyone giving their impassioned speeches about race and all of that stuff. I'm like, why is it always just about African-Americans? Uh, we had Dorinda and Sonia make transphobic comments about models during New York City Fashion Week. Um, it just, the, we had Southern Charm. We had Shep making fun of homeless people. We had Thomas mm -hmm. Ravenel uh, assaulting a potential maid. I mean, potentially assaulting a maid. Uh, you know, Vicky denying being homophobic after going off on Bronwyn at the reunion. There is just so many things that have, I feel like this this Max Brett stuff really came to a head for a lot of viewers being very disappointed in the network they love. Absolutely. It was like the last straw because it's like, okay, it, I feel like for a lot of people, I'm not going to speak for everyone, but I feel like for a lot of people, when we go to watch these shows, it's, it's like an escape, right? Yeah. From everyday life, from reality. And it's like, we have to deal with this shit in like real life. I don't want it in my one thing <laughs> that I use to like, it's like, are you fucking kidding me? So then with the Matt and Bre the Max and Brett thing, I was like, Oh my God, another one. Are you serious? Are you serious? Yeah. I mean, it was just too much. Well, it's it, like, I don't know what to do. Well, I feel really frustrated and sad. I, it all of it. Well, it makes it sad because it, and by the way, guys, I know this is a comedy podcast, but I feel like to, to do the comedy that I think both of us want to laugh at, you kind of have to talk mm -hmm. about these issues because you can't ignore that these things happen. Like there's just no way to right. ignore this because I think this is something that is worthy of saving and you want this to be around for 20 more years. You want to see where Bravo as a network yeah. goes. You want to see how storytelling develops, but it's also shining a light on our society at large right now and what is going on in that. It's just such a pressure cooker situation, but I knew from a very young age not to, to do half of this stuff that seems to be these cast members are doing. Right. When should Bravo, exactly. when do you think Bravo should get involved for things like how and when, like, you know, in your heart of hearts, what should, should Leanne be fired? Should Brandy be fired? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel like when you, <laughs> like by the way, I love it. You're simple. Treated. You're like, damn. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I feel like it should be treated just like, I mean, your job in real life. You either certain things. Okay. If you, okay, here's an example. Yeah. If you are going to fire Phaedra from Real Housewives of Atlanta for um, making up false accusations mm -hmm. against Candy and her husband saying they were trying to drug and date rape Portia. <laughs> How the fuck do all these other people still have their positions on these shows? Where exactly do they draw the line? Yeah. Cause like, I don't understand. I need some clarity here. I don't get it. I, don't yeah, get I, mean, it. I think that's what everybody is kind of. It doesn't curious. make sense to me at all. You know, and, and I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Cause Leanne was saying, well, I've always been a defender of, uh, you know, gay rights and things <sighs> like that. And, and, you know, and I don't know if it's necessarily, that's not how life works is like, well, I gave to this charity, so I shouldn't be in trouble for this, you know? Yeah, it's not, it's not how it works at all. <laughs> what, what would it take for you as a viewer 
to to give up on Bravo or refuse to watch these shows? Is is there a final straw for you? Because this is what you kind of derive so much enjoyment from. And I think that's what a lot of I, I've read so many people saying, like, should I even watch these shows anymore? Right, right. I don't know. And this may be, um, no, not maybe it probably is just like a bit hypocritical of me, but it's maybe because I just love it so much. Yeah. And I'm like, maybe I'm like, <laughs> I'm like jacked with Brittany. Like, well, just give him another chance. He'll change. You know, I don't know. I can't. We're perfect. We, we show people how to come back from things like this. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I had that thought with, uh, the whole Leanne situation because I, I loved Leanne. Like I wrote for that bitch until she made those comments. And I was like, I can't fucking do this anymore. This is crazy. And then I was like, am I going to stop? Like, what am I going to do? Um, and I, I kind of kept watching it. Um, I wasn't doing anything like that, like as much as I would have been before. Um, cause I just felt like exhausted by it. Yeah. And with well, Vanderpump rules, I was like, I want to stop watching. I just don't know. I don't know what exactly they would have to do. It would have to be something really bad. Right. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I was, I can't uh, say, well, I was trying to think of that for myself because I, I think it was the you know, watching Leanne take, you know, she was, she, the performative stance of her, uh, her bigotry was kind of the, the thing that really upset me. It was like, I'm a proud, you know, like how she was really like doing performative things, making fun. Oh my God. I just thought it yeah. was like really gross. But then that was the thing, same thing with, with Max and the tweets. I was just, he seemed very, um, the, you know, he's like, I'll say it all I want, blah, 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 blah. You know, in his tweets, he was like very proud of it. And even if you're, I know that's a lot of young them and vigor and being like, but it's still idiotic. Like it's still, it's just somebody being right. purposely and an idiot. Like I'll say it all I want. Exactly. Cause he knew if that was the thing people were like, oh, he's young and stupid, but like he, he wasn't that stupid that he didn't know that he shouldn't be saying it. Cause he literally was like, oh, I'm so upset that I can't say that everyone can't say the N word because it's my favorite word N word, like in all caps, like what the fuck is wrong with you, bro? So Dude, you it's know, all, you yeah. just said it and you're just going to keep doing it. Okay. Got it. <laughs> cool. Well, I mean, and this is, and, and this is a horrible thing to admit but the only word that I got in trouble ever for saying um, was a string of words when I was in elementary school. And it was, <laughs> I, uh, no, no, get the, no, okay. This sounds like I'm making this up, but it, <laughs> I saw a commercial that said the thing was vaginal yeast infection. And I thought, I thought, okay, no, no, Raven, Raven. I thought it sounded so cool. And I was in fourth grade and I said vaginal yeast infection on recess to a bunch of like people. And I got my teacher found out, uh, Miss Colson, and I got sent to the principal's office. And my mom worked in oh the principal's God. office as a secretary. And I oh, had no. to. Like, I guess, and I found out real quickly that guys shouldn't go around saying vaginal yeast infection, no matter how cool it sounds. It's not cool. <laughs> but like, where you just, you didn't, it wasn't like a scent. You were just like, Hey, 
vaginal yeast yeah, infection. Be, okay, like, that's only, it's only so many. Well, by the way, I just watched too much TV as a kid, and I still do. Like, I told this story on the, um, I, my first girlfriend in sixth grade, Lisa O'Connor, I, she, um, she got her <laughs> monthly visitor for the first time, and I was trying, like, the only thing mm-hmm. she was, I was trying to comfort her, and, uh, and, and I said, um, oh. I got this from a commercial too, was that I, the person in the commercial said, I heard it was a heavy flow day. So I said, I heard it was a heavy flow day and she started bawling and I got in trouble (laughs) for that too. And, uh, but that's what they did in the commercial, you know? And yes, all of you were just trying to be sweet. But but by the way, I learned, like I, I was told that's (sighs) not right to say. And I understand now why that's not (laughs) proper to say, but like, you just know, I don't know, like, and Max seems like a somewhat smart guy, or they portray him like that on the show, at least. I mean, not with Sheena. Yeah, he's not, he's not dumb like that, dumb. No, he's not, he's, like he's not Jack's dumb. dumb, so. so <laughs> he's not slow. Would that, yeah. I don't know, like, so, and I hate, I, I've said this before, that I hate shows like this that make you, like, I don't know if I necessarily want to get my life lessons from Vanderpump Rules in any sense, but. <laughs> at the same time maybe you know you take lessons where you can get them so i'm trying to like i, I just i've met max a couple times he always seemed like a nice guy oh, like yeah? fine like, yeah i mean he's he really is the manager at tom tom like he i knew it before i knew he was on the cast like but mm-hmm. i i don't know like it's it just very weird because i was very dismayed disheartened and i just don't have a i don't have any friends that go around saying that um, for, or, you know, definitely not around me or even that I sense it, you know? So it just, right. I just don't want to think that's the, I don't know. That's not the world I would personally want to associate with, but it's just interesting because, uh, you know, Danny Pellegrino, as you probably, you know, he said, well, they're not doing talking right. heads with those mm-hmm. guys. And, you know, that is true. Right. I don't think they'll make it to the end of the season. Really? So you think before the end of the season, they're just going to be cut out? Well, I think they're going to lower... Like like as much as possible. Well, so think about it right now. Brett's big plot line is that he's hot. Brett is hot. Like, that's his plot line. Yeah. So they haven't introduced any big... They haven't introduced anything with him. And then with uh, Max, you have the love triangle between Sheena and Dana. Um, But I got to ask you something away from any of this drama in real life. Do you think Max is hot? No. How is he getting, Um, how are people fighting over him? I don't know. And I think that I heard, (laughs) when I hear this, I listen to so many podcasts because I just love it. Are you talking about his big? Hannah Brown said that. No, that's. No. (laughs) Okay. Cause I was like, I I was like, I I dropped the, uh, I dropped the knowledge (laughs) that I found out he has a huge dong. No, it can't be that. No, it can't be. I no, I reject that. Um, I. <laughs> it would suck. It would be what, like I, I hate what, looking at people like that and going, "God, you got a huge dong. That's no fair." <laughs> no, I don't think he does. Okay. Um, but I feel like it was Hannah that said he's like restaurant hot, and when you like work at these restaurants, and you you know you have these certain people in there, and so he's like hot in that setting, and then it's just. It's something like that, you know? Yeah, it is. He's it, not, he doesn't do it for me. It's a power And he's not position. tall enough either. I think if I had to choose, it would be Brett over him. And I don't really like him either. But he's tall, so that gets extra points. <laughs> who's the Always. hottest guy? Who's the hottest guy in Vanderpump besides Ken? <laughs> <laughs> um, Schwartz. Definitely Schwartz. What do you think of Sandoval? What's your take on him? 
I love him. I love him. Yeah. He's next. I love that. I love the passion. I, I mean, I just love the passion. Like, I don't know if he's like considered he's great. attractive, but like, I like people that seem to really like things that they do. Um, I think he's attractive, but he also seems smart and, like you said, passionate. He's very ambitious. Um, no one else is like that as far as the guys go on that show. That's, like, not even a thing. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. yeah. No, so I like him. He seems really cool. So I do think they will be, by the end of the season, you will see that they I, – I, I don't imagine – I would find it very hard to imagine that they go to the reunion. Because how do you mm. – how do you – how do you bring something like this up? And like, I mean, a special three part Vanderpump rules. And then like half of it's about, you know, all of their comments. Do you think they could handle this the right way with ignoring it all season? And then all of a sudden bring it up at the reunion. No. Um, cause they've already started handling it the wrong way. So, and like you said, I mean, I think it's, it, it would be weird if they are at the reunion, um, they don't have much to talk about, Yeah, which they don't have much to talk about. So it would be weird for them to be sitting there and then for Andy to be like, Hey, uh, unless he's <laughs> reading tweets and stuff from people, right. That would be the only way. Yeah. Andy's, Andy's great and about that. Yeah. Show. yeah. No, do you, uh, well, and also Peter already is the one that brings in the shots, so they don't need anybody to do that at the very end. <laughs> That's um, Peter's job. Which by the way, wasn't, that was one of my favorite parts. Of this episode was. Peter and Sheena uh, co like being roomies in the hotel. Why are they sharing a room? Surely they can afford a room. Well, I, ha- like, why are you guys doing that? Do you remember, like, when this season was filming, when they did the bachelor party, there was a rumor that we were going to get a Sheena Peter hookup storyline. No, yeah, I, I remember that. the sexy unique podcast Facebook group. I remember there being a rumor that we were supposedly going to get that plot line, and I was just like. Oh my God! That's oh. I don't. Th- I think Peter is that boring that he can't even pull that off. You know, <laughs> that's so sad. Well, his big Poor plot, Peter. <laughs> his big plot line. This was like the the thing that fascinated me most about Peter this whole season was that I was like, oh wow, he flat irons his hair. That's cool. <laughs> he had a he had a hair that net on. So he had sad. a hair net on, and he was like, Sheena, I'm flat iron my hair in two minutes. I was like, right nice. when you start doing your makeup in five minutes. Oh my god, <laughs> why is he on there? I, I mean, he seems nice, and I just don't understand. Would you buy? What... Would you buy Peter candles? Well, <laughs> if it was like a ten dollar candle, I would. But something. Tells me how much do they cost? Like thirty dollars? I think they're like thirty dollars. He sells them out of his no. I'm not. No, I'm not spending thirty dollars on a Peter candle. Have I'm gonna bought, get a volcano one instead. <laughs> Have you bought any uh, Bravo merch? Um, from like Bravo celebrities themselves? I don't think I have. Okay, good, smart. Oh no, I like. I have bought a Vanderpump Rosé. Did you like it? In and out of those restaurants. Yeah, it was fine. Well, I prefer Whispering Angel. I think that one is better, but I definitely bought it in Trinkets. <laughs> Wait, did you did you go to uh, Naomi's parents' restaurant in Charleston? I have been. Was it good? Does that count? Yeah, yeah, that yeah, counts. it's good. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, then yes. Oh, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, it's good. I would highly suggest it to people. You should definitely go to Nico here in Charleston. Yeah. Okay. Well, Charleston really does have some of the best food in the United States. Oh, hell yeah. Go there, eat everything, gain 10 pounds. It's totally worth it. God. So um, good. Do not go to Chef's Bar. 
Why? Are they, just, go... are they just dirty? No. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I suppose you would call it like a dive bar, I guess, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying don't go because I don't like him. Um, the one place has good hot dogs. And the other one usually has live music, but you can see I'm not going to say the name. <laughs> you want to know, you guys, just Google it. <laughs> if anybody wants Raven's recommendation on good hot dogs, uh, DM her on her <laughs> at Mainly Bravo. Uh, <laughs> um, so, uh, the other thing about this episode, too, when, when Lisa, they were forcing the plot line of, like, you know, showing that these new kids, these new whippersnappers really has what it takes to work at Sir. And so at the end, Dana was serving Lisa Vanderpump and Ken and their guests. And she was quizzing Dana on what was in the like tuna tartare or something. And poor Ken barely looks like he has a pulse. And (laughs) I mean, do you think I also, do you think there's something kind of symbiotic between Jiggy and Ken? Like they're both feeding yes. off each other's life force. Like they, I don't feel like if one, yes. if one, if one doesn't feel good, the other doesn't feel good, you know? hundred percent. That is what a wonderful observation you've made there. <laughs> no, it just I could not I agree get, more. I get nervous because oh I feel like God, I'm watching yes. the dog version and that's why Ken always needs to hold Jiggy because he has more power yes. when Jiggy, like when they're together. Oh my God. You're right. Lisa never gets to hold him anymore. Yeah. She doesn't need the energy. Ken needs to be holding Jiggy at all times <laughs> and did you know or it? else. Yeah. He falls asleep. <laughs> did you? Right? Yes. Like at Dude. that wedding, what they were at Denise's wedding, he, he knocked the fuck out. Jiggy I, wasn't there. <laughs> talked about this on my podcast this week was my when my mom went to tom tom and like i said she had had a couple drinks and she was a little loose loose lipped and uh ken like shuffled by her and she goes well that's what he does he kind of just shuffles he's like he's in bath slippers and uh and my mom goes how old is he and i go well let's check wikipedia and it says 61 years old on wikipedia and my mom goes oh there's Stop. no my, my mom's 61? 71 years old and she's like there is no way he is 61 oh, first years old of all, first of all your mom looks incredible are you serious yes yeah i'm totally serious she looks amazing oh my oh Oh my God. Good for her. And she, Talk but, about ageless. Dude, she, she fought, <laughs> she fought cancer this year and she fought like, and she's, she's looks great. Oh yes. She looks mom. amazing. She, know? she looks incredible. Yeah. Ken, are you, are you fucking kidding me? 61. No. My mom is 62. My That's mom. No way. My mom was he so looks drunk, like he was... is 85. <laughs> my mom was like, let me go ask him. Let, give me your, give me your phone. Let me go show him what Wikipedia oh, no. says. And I go, no mom, stop, <laughs> stop. <laughs> oh, you should have let her do it. Yeah. <laughs> He's nude. Get kicked the fuck yeah. out of get out of my bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Goodbye, Goodbye, Becky. Goodbye, Goodbye Becky. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but uh, so so that was like the the other kind of funny thing. I, I wanted to really dip really quick back into Stasi drama because I was doing okay. research on this and, and I, I said the thing about the Oscar thing that she had kind of flippantly said on her podcast, yeah. but then I was going over mm-hmm. a couple other things where like on the me too movement in November of 2017 on a now deleted podcast episode oh. titled, are we on a male witch hunt? She took issue with women yeah. coming forward because it takes away from those truly assaulted made statements like you can say no or push them away. And no one should make me go down on someone and characterize those coming forward as trying to gain attention and fame. She initially downplayed criticism, but once 75% of her 75% of her sponsors dropped her, she provided a formal apology. Mm-hmm. 
And then even that on Nazis in January of 2018, oh she God. captioned an Instagram story photo as being Nazi chic. <clears throat> and was confronted with how inappropriate that is, she claimed everyone is too sensitive and shared a meme which featured a man dodging lasers with a caption, me trying to make a joke that won't offend anyone in 2017 or 2018. <sighs> it just... And, and like you said, kind of... And people wonder why I hate her. I can't. Like, that is completely... All of that, completely unacceptable. And it was she young and dumb and she was saying this shit, too? Or she's just fucking dumb? Like, what is it? Well, Completely, I mean, like, no. It does... Because I remember... I was remember being in these groups when a lot of this stuff happened. I, one of my good friends at the time, you know, got into it with her on, on Twitter. And it was really... Really brutal. And I think Katie mm-hmm. stuck up for her dumbass there again, you know? And of course. Which is fine. But like, come on, man. Like, I even know, like, don't like stick up I'm ride or die for my friends, but like to a point, you know? Um Yeah, but, that's when you say you call them on the side and be like, Hey, this isn't you a gotta good look. delete that. Yeah. That is not no ma'am. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Absolutely not. <laughs> I love, We're not doing this. I love that I get calls about just dumb jokes. Nothing razor was just like, hey man, that's just a horrible <laughs> joke. Will you take that down? <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't funny. That delete it. Funny. Delete. <laughs> that's just stupid, dude. It's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Mom, why are you doing this? Yeah. Um, but uh, the thing is, well, first off, so you know, a lot of this started in 2017, which shows that people really do forget. People really do, yeah, they do kind of move on. And, you know, Stassi, like you said, is probably more popular now more than ever. Uh, it hasn't really mm-hmm. affected her brands in the long run. Yet she never really had no. to kind of do a mea culpa in any way or a formal apology. Nope. I mean, like little light, a little light um, apologizing, but not really anything huge or anything that really made sense or showed that he, she was learning. Are we to assume she has learned or are we assume that like... America is a place that just forgets and lets people move on. The latter. And yeah. people just freaking forget. Cause when I, I posted, um, a couple of months ago, just a poll about whether if people liked her or not. Cause I was just curious. Cause I see a lot of love for her yeah. and I'm like, I don't like her. Am I the only one that doesn't like her? I'm truly curious. And it was about 50, 50 people said they liked her and they didn't. And, um, I was just like, okay, because do you guys not remember all of these things? Literally the stuff that you just listed. And they were like, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. And I'm like, how did you know this? Because literally her comments um, about like the Oscars and the why is everything about race and why is it just about black people? That was brought up on the show. (laughs) So I'm like, we definitely saw that. Um, cause Ariana was calling her out about it. And I think Billy Lee was, that was the Billy Lee conversation too. Yes. Yes. So I'm like, how the fuck, but okay. Yeah. I don't know. So I guess you're right. People, people just forget. Well, Stassi's you know, like, journey um, gets a little darker when you realize how much she coveted being on reality shows and fame, you know? Yes. It, this wasn't, yes. this wasn't accidental. This wasn't, I had like, she tried multiple times you know, like, I mean, this, it, it's just, it's, I always found, we were talking about that recently that I was just so shocked about her journey when you realize that this was something she tried multiple times. Mm-hmm. The shows never mm-hmm. give up, never get, but no, I don't, I just, and very it, interesting. I, I just, <laughs> no, she's, she's a persistent bitch if nothing else. Okay. <laughs> she is. Yeah. I mean, I just, I don't know. It's just one of those things. And I find, I mean, the thing, uh, I, the thing that I keep struggling with is that I want my shows to be dramatic in the sense that 
I want Kristen to be blowing jacks during drive while Sandoval's in the other room. <laughs> I want that. I want slaps yeah. to happen on my shows. I want things that are like, oh my God, I can't yeah. believe this friend did this to this other friend. But what I don't want <laughs> is open hatred or bigotry or, or, you know, like a racism. I don't want those to me. Those yes. are things that like, I feel like need to be squashed out as quickly as they start. But I do want cheat. I mean, but what does that say about me? But I do want cheating. I want emotional. Well, abuse. it means you like I want... to watch good TV. <laughs> That's not problematic. It's just dramatic. But isn't that funny? Like <laughs> you the... can be dramatic without being problematic. Okay. That's all. Oh, wait, would it say that again? You can be dramatic without being problematic. I think we got our first t-shirt. We got our first t-shirt. There it is. This is, this is bitch is better. <laughs> bitch is better. So bad it's good collaboration. Um, but, <laughs> I love it. But that, I mean, but that's so true. Like, I feel like those are the things that we can relate to as people is like doing bad things to our friends. What right. I don't think right. we should be able to relate to is any kind of hatred or any kind of excising of any kind of person, you know? Absolutely not. And if you're doing that, cut it out. <laughs> cool. Hey, you heard Raven right now. Don't Cut do it that. out. Don't do it. She's not going to hate. No, don't do it, you guys. Um, so don't I, do it. I'm going to come after you if you do. Yeah. If I see it, I'm going to say something. See something, say something. Hey, stop. hey and I'm going to say stop, drop, and roll, you guys. Stop, drop, and roll when you see a uh, vaginal yeast infection. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, Raven. I'm sorry, Raven. Um, so uh, I mean, I and by the way, you're just, sorry, you're just the best person to talk to because you just know everything. So it's like, I just, I feel like the Tasmanian devil. I just want to run all around you and go like, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? Um, uh, so back to your podcast though, you're, you're four episodes in your fifth one probably comes out tomorrow. Is that correct? Um, it will come out on Friday. On yes, Friday. We will record tomorrow. What? So you, you, you make Yeah, it? we think probably it'll be coming out on Fridays. Yeah. You made your friend do this because she got injured and you've known. <laughs> yes, you I bullied her into it. But that's, that's all podcasts good started that way. But do you, do you, uh, do you have any, what's your thought on podcasting as you're a month in? What is, what has been the challenge and what has been the joy of it? Um, you're like, no joy. There's no I joy. I just love talking about this shit. I'm sure you do. Yeah. I could talk about it all day long. Um, I'll tell you what, though, that has been difficult for me as a person that it's tough for me to keep my mouth shut in mm -hmm. some situations. Um, <laughs> just some of the comments, right? Yeah. I'm sure you, you know most of the reviews are good and some of them are Oof. not so good. And someone was like, oh, well, you know, it's really good, but like less personal tangents. And I, I was like, <laughs> um... <laughs> I read that and I was like, um, excuse me. Like in the intro, it definitely says like, we talk about Bravo <laughs> reality TV, you know, and whatever else we feel like talking about. So like that falls into like whatever else we feel like talking about. So like, you know what I mean? You don't have to listen if you don't like it, but like, we're going to keep doing that. <laughs> Someone's like, well, don't say this word so much. And it's like, I'm not going to censor myself lady. Well, but it's not even so I mean, you cannot yes. handle it. You know, everyone is not for everyone for, um, everything is not for everyone. So, and I'm not for everyone. And I know that, and that's fine. <laughs> so but I gotta say, I mean, like, for me, like you don't have to listen, but I'm not going to change it. Yeah. But for me, it's still, I don't know for me. I, I sometimes feel like, Oh, maybe I'm too much of a fragile butterfly. Cause it really does. Like 
it hurt. Like I get, I get weirdly hurt about stuff sometimes. And I'm like, Oh, this is a bad place to be Mm -hmm. because eventually I will Mm -hmm. say something so stupid that somebody will, I mean, (laughs) it will get like, I've had a couple bad comments and I get, um, like things will be going great. Everything will be like, everybody's like, seems like they enjoy it. And then one thing will be said. I got like a a letter last week that I was like, Oh no, I, I think I upset somebody. And it really, it, it really kind of bothered. I have to learn to have thicker skin in certain things if I choose to like talk, but like personal mm-hmm. tangents, like that's what I want. Like I, I was driving around with you guys today on my audition and I was listening and it was like, that's what I like. I love the aspect of feeling like I'm in, I'm eavesdropping on a, on a conversation between two friends that really like each other. You know? Yeah. And I think, the other people's podcasts i enjoy that so it's not going to be like we're going by like a fucking script and we're going to do this check that off the list go down check that off the list no like if i have a relevant story i'm gonna tell it well, yeah, fast I, forward well that's the thing too <laughs> it, like, well, i think if i know you from twitter or from instagram i know i know you're gonna make the clearest arguments i know you're gonna be funny but what i don't know sometimes is more about you and that's what i was really excited to talk to you and like just to right. be able and to I talk i feel like people don't yeah they they, they, they yeah i mean it's I a like... it's a chance for you to kind of sh- not show people but like share something of yourself that's on top of bravo exactly because i don't really do that on twitter i like i truly just go on there i like live tweet talk to other people about it and that's it people don't know anything about me so i feel like why not chat about that with my best friend on our part our uh, podcast yeah i mean i just think it's that's that's the the great part of it because i already like even when you guys are talking about the bravo stuff i love it but like i personally Mm -hmm. love the tangent stuff more like i was saying like i you know I think it's horrible that your friend steals from Whole Foods, but I'm glad I know it. I'm glad I know it, and we can we can we can bring her to justice. Uh, but by the way, I mean, I think you guys, you know, I know you know mainly Bravo already. I know you know Raven already. If you don't, because a lot of you guys I notice are not on Twitter and Instagram, bless you. That's an amazing place to be. It's a cesspool of hate sometimes. So if you don't. This is Raven. You need to go <laughs> subscribe to her podcast. It's called Bitch is Better. You can find it on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You hit that subscribe button. And before you even listen, you go hit that five-star button because you know she is a quality person and provides a quality product. So go do that and then go and listen to this. We've met so many good people. We've met Moni from Mixing with Moni. We've met Troy McKitty from The Smush Room. we met all of these Love amazing her. podcasters. Go support these people so we can continue to do what we love to do, right? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Thank you so much. That was so nice to say. No, but I really truly believe that because you're you're taking your time. And by the way, I've I've not been there's so many cool people though. Well, that's what I'm saying. I feel like if my podcast goes away tomorrow, and I know this sounds so like Mr. Rogers and whatever, but I really do appreciate the friendships that I'm making along the way. <laughs> but no, that's kind of what it is. It's like, I never, Yeah. it's like when I first moved to, I, I grew up in a small town in Kansas and I moved to Arizona my freshman year of high school and I didn't know anybody. And I got involved in the drama department and they like all the, the misfits of the drama department took me in. And I kind of feel like the same way with this Bravo yeah. community in a way. It's like, we're all kind of not misfits, but we all like this certain thing. 
And the more we can open our arms, I know this sounds so cheesy. Am I going to start crying? I think the more we can open our arms to each no, other, I love the, better, it. the better it is. We can really lift each other up. And I think I hate to like, I hate to talk about serious stuff like this, but I think we can maybe talk about this together and kind of get a better understanding when the next idiotic thing happens on Bravo, what we can do as a viewer, you know? Absolutely. I mean, we can't ignore it. I feel like that just is part of the problem, right? Yeah. We can't act like this shit doesn't happen because it does. And we just have to talk about it and have the conversations. It helps. It does. Yeah. And then, steps. and then we can get back to praying that Jack's cheats That's on Brittany again. That's all we can again. do, at least. Yes, exactly. Well, um, and, and, yeah, oh my God. <laughs> um, real quick, like, what did you think of the Vicky Tamra firing? Oh, oh my God. I was so happy. I know, right? Ryan, I literally, I <laughs> I could not believe it because it was like Vicky, bam, Tamra next. I was like, holy shit. What is happening in the world? What is going on? Who's next? I don't Well, That's why I, <laughs> I was, was so happy. I could not contain myself. I was like, bitch, stop posting so much. But like, I could not, help <laughs> yeah, I could not help myself. I was so happy. <laughs> I was, I was looking, uh, I was looking forward to, uh, well, I mean, I thought they were going to get, uh, God, why am I forgetting the other, uh, salmon cream cheese lady? What? Why? Bador, Bador, yeah, sorry. But I God. like that name better. Sa- yeah, Salmon Cream Cheese <laughs> Lady. <laughs> dream catcher, dream catcher. Um, sorry. Yeah, um, a hit. Oh uh, yeah, that is a bop. But I, I was waiting for her to get fired too. But I kind of love that she Me didn't too. because it's kind of going to be an interesting season to see if Shannon goes back to being not accepted like she was in those first couple of seasons. Or if, cause she can't rule mm-hmm. the roost anymore. And I liked her then. She doesn't have her henchmen anymore, so she can't rule anymore. And I love that. No, but she's a follower, so I'm just curious who she's gonna be following next. Like, I assume she'll make up with Kelly and then she'll be following her. But who knows? With you, whoever new people, did you see whoever was uh, rumored to be I did. cast on there? I, I can't remember what her name was yeah, but I, I was like she doesn't look like she fits in but okay <laughs> i'm sorry but she doesn't look like she... do, do you think that maybe one day that you Whatever. should do, like let the audience pick between five people and we call in to vote who we want to see in the cast oh my god that would be incredible like, i would love that i think they should do that they should give us the all-stars that we yes. want and that's where they should let us vote that oh would be Oh my God, well, that you, would be great. They do all-star seasons of every other dang reality show. Why couldn't they put together like a Justice League, the Avengers of Housewives, and put them all on like an oh island God, yes. or like Scary Island, put them to Scary Island for like three weeks. <gasps> yes. And that's, and they're forced to do competition style things like on certain days. And like the winner of that reality show gets to go back on their respective cast that they potentially got kicked out of. Oh my god! I, oh my god! I'm like I have chills. I <laughs> would die for that. I have chills. <laughs> no, I have chills. I'm sorry. I would die for that. <laughs> oh I just my picture god! You, that would be are you, so good. I picture you fanning yourself right now. Oh yes, I'm freaking out because we don't get to see them interact with each other, and like that whole thing at BravoCon that like happened, the squash the beef thing yeah. was the best thing I've ever seen ramona against everyone oh <laughs> ramona my against the world <laughs> god bless ramona's the, the only one that ramona's the only one that i'm okay with being completely ignorant like i'm okay with it yes 
Like, as yes, long as she doesn't queen. do it, but like, I'm okay with her being mean to people and talking down to people because she's just mm-hmm. so. She's, and having bad manners. Yes. Yeah. She's so, I mean, God, we even had last season, she was bringing lobsters home. That's amazing from a party. <laughs> like, who does that? That's so good. No one can do that but her. It's so good. Oh, one of a listener sent me today a uh, Vicky Gunvalson perfume. I saw that. Wait, it, how does it smell? Because you were like, how did her do sprayed it on your it, it smells it smells I don't I hate to say this, but it smells like when my mom was in a bad mood. Like when my mom's in a bad mood, that's what it smelled like. It was like, oh, it like gave me like when oh I was God. in trouble. Like I don't know. It just it was a weird That sounds about right. It was a weird thing. And like her her figure was on the box and it just seemed like so I Oh. I her girlish figure mm. was on the I would do a Brooks cologne. Oh a Girth Brooks cologne or something. What what would that smell like? Oh, I mean what is like it would be like like sandpaper and urine or something, you know? Or like, it smells like a fake hospital room. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. But by the way, wouldn't you lies kill... and casserole? <laughs> it smells like tuna casserole and <laughs> wait, wouldn't you love to see Brooks back in some way? Like in some way. I would actually. Because he he I mean not like I in just a... want to see a little something. A little quick something. Yeah. Um okay, so as we wrap up. I, you know, I tried, like, we're trying to laugh a little bit because we got serious, but like, what, what in this next year, do you have any predictions in terms of Bravo anything? Do you have, like, what are you seeing? What are the trends that we should be seeing in the next year? Okay. Well, oh, well, um, (laughs) that Real Housewives, no, I just thought about it. I was like, well, I don't know. Then I was like, oh, (laughs) that Real Housewives in Salt Lake City. Yes. Do you think that Lala is going to be on there? Because people keep saying that. That she's like, oh, they're like, oh, she's going to be on there because she is from there. But, like, I see her doing Beverly Hills before that. I, and I don't really see her doing Beverly Hills. You're 100% <laughs> right. There's no way Rand will move to Salt Lake. There's just no, no way. No, he can't. Um, there is, I, I think she, you know, Lauren from Utah. If anything, we are going to see her do a Vanderpump Dog spinoff. Thank you for calling her that. I was like, I'm not going to do it. No, like, I mean, that's what it, that's but who since she, you did. That's okay. who she really is. And like, we'll see her do a Vanderpump okay, Dog thank spinoff. You. Like, that's what they set up in that okay. first episode where Lisa was like, you know, she's like, what can I do? You know, she's like, well, you do like working with animals, love, don't you? You know? Hmm. Okay. Well, um, and then also I think that Brittany and Jax are going to get pregnant. Did you see, I think when they were on watch what happens live and Andy or someone was like, well, why aren't you trying now? And she was like, I don't want to be pregnant for Stassi's wedding. I don't want to have to miss it. Like Phoebe on friends. And I was like, Jesus Christ, Brittany. Are you serious? If I had a time machine. Andy was like, sweetie, don't plan it around other people. (laughs) I mean, I enjoy friends was fine. I enjoyed it. Like I, I watched it when I was a kid, but like, yeah. like if I had a time machine, I wouldn't go back and like do anything purposeful. I would just make sure friends never got made. Like, it's just like too much of a personality for them, you know? Yeah. Like it doesn't, <laughs> it, do, it doesn't need to exist, but like, so yeah, I, I don't, but I have no, there's no part of me, even a sick curiosity of watching them be pregnant together. No, I, I'm not trying to watch that at all. That's not a show that I'd like to watch. So if they're going to do that, that needs to be, they need to be out. Do you think that they're trying, do you think that they're going to end up phasing them out? You think um, that's going to happen? Jax. Like the old ones? 
Uh, the old ones, the, I the original ones. I think that was the initial plan, and I think that's gone south now. I think they're scrambling mid-season because they fucked up. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the plan yeah. in a way, but they were going to try to find ways. And I think I've heard one of the producers talk about this. They were originally talking about two separate shows, but they couldn't <clears throat> find like they couldn't find where like Katie would fit. They couldn't find like which cast would split up. Like how do you split up Tom Tom? How do you split up Sir? How do you keep Stassi in? Like so, I think sure. I think Stassi's getting her own talk show after Watch What Happens Live, and um, really. That's I have that from a very high up source is that she supposedly is getting the slot right after Watch What Happens Live and it might be done from her house. Hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm okay. potentially hearing. Well, I don't hardly watch Watch What Happens Live. I go to sleep, so. What is sleep like? I've heard about that. That's fun. Yeah. Um, no, so I, I, I don't know. It'll be. Wait, what do you think of Lala and Rand having a podcast? Are you in a podcast war with them like I am? Say that again. Uh, Lala and Randall have a podcast now. And what do you think (laughs) as a fellow podcaster? I'm in a podcast war with Lala and Randall. Are you in a podcast war with them as well? Do you begrudge them a podcast? (laughs) 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 No, I'm not in a war with them. You know what? (laughs) What would you be? Wait, would you be on my side if I start a war? All the Lala you want. I don't want any more. One hundred percent. I feel like I've been given I'm enough. I'm on Lala. the front lines for your shit. Yes. <laughs> no one. You give them Lala over there. Raven, <laughs> Raven when, when the shit goes down, I want to know you're on the front lines with me. <laughs> you know I'm there. I ride for you. Okay. Well, um, Lala and Rand can get out of here. Get out there, of my face. Is there? Wait. By the way, would okay? Would you? Do you understand Lala being with Rand? Yeah, she she doesn't want to work, and she like wants to be with the rich man. I understand it. I'm not mad at it. But what you, I'm mad at is the fact that she like acts like it's her fucking money, like she earned it because she's giving these grade A blowjobs allegedly. And like, I don't know. It's like on the one hand she's proud of it, and then she gets mad when people are like, "Oh, you fucked him for money," and it's like, "Well, you said that that's what you did, so why are you getting mad?" Also, I would be nervous. Like, at a certain point, blowjobs are like blowjobs. It's like, okay, that's great. Like, what's next? Like, they eventually, I mean, I don't know. Are you a, having sex with him ever? Like, yeah. that's what I want. Like, are you just strictly blowjobs? Okay. By the way, five years in, we're going to hit it for the first time, and then it's going to be five more years. Uh, um, Raven, I've taken Rand up. has not hit it since <laughs> Rand doesn't since even know that what sex Range Rover purchase. That Rand was the last like, time. Rand was like, you can put things in where? Um that's I'm sorry. I'm being too goofy. I'm so sorry to make you hear all this. Raven, what where no, can we it. find you? What else anything in closing that you would like to say to people? Well, just first to you, thank you for having me. This was so much fun. We've been planning it, I feel like, for a long yes. time. So I'm glad we finally got to do it. Thank you so much. You will have to come on Bitches Better. You Dude, have to. Any, any flipping um, time. You guys, I'll, I prefer not to go on with a shoplifter <laughs> like your friend, but like. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I'll kick her off. Okay, It'll be just you and me. No shoplifters yeah. allowed. Okay. Uh, um, but everyone can follow me, um, at mainly Bravo on Instagram and Twitter. And 
listen to my new podcast, Bitches Better, please. Um, yeah, you guys we just know talk her. about Bravo. We personal tangents, um, <laughs> you know, other reality TV shows, whatever type of gossip is going on. So, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, you guys know her. She's a genius on Twitter and Instagram. She's a genius on her podcast. So go check that out. Raven, I was so nervous to do this today. So thank you so much for making this so <gasps> easy on me. And, and Oh, yeah, man. I, I really, really, I really respect you. And I just thank you so much for taking your time. And um, Oh, I my just, God. We're friends. Stop. Okay, good. So thank you, guys. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Oh my God. I was listening to some of that back while I, I gave myself douche chills. I was so excited to have her on and I think you could hear that. And um, I don't know. I was very excited. So thank you, Raven. I hope you guys love that. Um, it, 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 I'm sorry if there was any audio issues in that. Uh, it, I was dealing. Anyways, I hope that was good. I, I love that. I loved her. Go subscribe to her podcast because I think she's she has a huge influx of listeners because I think she's six episodes in right now. And I believe, uh, her pods release on Thursdays. So go check her out. Give it a shot. If you haven't already, I think you're really going to like it. It's, you know, an hour 30, you know, that, that range. So that's doable, right guys? That's doable. Um, but what a joy. I can't wait to have her back on. I can't wait to be on her podcast. It was just very exciting. And I think I, I felt like a little school kid. Like that's what you heard. And also guys, if I ever say, if you hear me go, Ryan, put a clip in, <laughs> it's, it's now, it's now turned into a joke. Um, but anyways, um, our next, <laughs> Okay, you guys, as we're winding down, it is 3.15 in the morning. Um, here's the deal. I've got a huge cheer segment here. Do I do it? Do you guys want to hear a cheer segment? I was going to do a Oscar segment, but Oscars were Sunday. This is Friday. We're already past that. But, I mean, my takeaways, Brad Pitt, love him. You know, he thanked his kids. I'm guessing that includes Maddox. So whatever there. Walking speech was Beautiful in what he was saying, but he did it in a very walking way. But I guess that's your big moment. Uh, Parasite won for Best Picture. I wonder if Stassi, what she thought of that. Remember when Stassi, we talked about that in earlier? We talked about Stassi, um, you know, she didn't understand uh, the moonlight went over uh, La La Land, which, you know, interesting. Um Lala and her man Rand were there at the Oscars, and it seemed like if you were following Rand's social media and Lala, something was off. Something was amiss. Uh, there was a an Instagram story that Rand post of him uh, talking to Lala, and Lala was just like staring at her phone, like looked like she wanted to be anywhere but there. Something. I think they had some sort of fight this past weekend. Um, somebody pointed out to me that they both don't follow each other on Instagram, but then. I thought something like they unfollowed each other that weekend, but it turns out they never followed each other. Um, Ran, uh, the Irishman did not win anything, you know, but it's still a Martin Scorsese film and I'm, I hear it's great. I don't think I'll see it for a long time, but here it's amazing. Um, Jax, our, our little Jaxie, uh, showed off a picture with Robert De Niro and Rand. You know, like sometimes you guys, I think of myself as a loser because I'm not a successful actor. I mean, I, I still work more, more, more than most actors. Like I was on The Office and How I Met Your Mother and Criminal Minds. And I really – I've done some cool things in my life. Um, but like <laughs> the thing that gives me peace 
is that at least I'm not Robert De Niro. Like you think, oh my God, I'd love to be Robert De Niro. What an amazing actor. No, at the end of the day, you still have to fucking take pictures. You still have to have Rand come up to you and go, hey, will you take a picture with my buddy Jax? He loves you. And then Jax is like, Mr. De Niro, and like sucks, you know, De Niro's ass for like three hours. Like you still have to deal with that like over and over and over again, you know? So no matter what, that is always going to happen. And I think that's, that's pretty funny. That's right, folks. We have come to the part of the night where we do douchebag of the week. Now, we have not done this for a couple weeks, I believe. We are not going to be doing Jack's tweets of the week. We are going to be skipping Jack's. Uh, We're taking it not easy on him. I just don't want to talk about him for a couple of weeks. He's, trust me, he's still doing very stupid things on the daily. Uh, But we've talked about him enough um, for today. So, I do want to talk about our douchebag of the week. Now, as always, there's so many guys, there's so many girls, there's so many people to choose from, including myself, and I will be a douchebag of the week um, at some point, I'm sure. But today, you know, something happened this week that in terms of pop culture, I could tell you this headline and you could say, Ryan, did you go back in time? Is this... Is this early 2000? Is this 2005? Is this 2006? Or no, it was like 2007. What is this? This is crazy. But no, this is still happening today. And of course, I'm talking about the one, the only, our douchebag of the week, Michael Lohan. Lindsay Lohan's father. Now, huge supporter of Lindsay. I loved Lohan Beach Club. Uh, would. Would have loved to have gone there, but it's closed. I uh, was a big fan of Panos. Panos. Uh, but Michael Lohan, I am not a fan of. This headline came out this week. Us Weekly, Lindsay Lohan's father, Michael Lohan, arrested for allegedly assaulting estranged wife, Kate Major. Now, I saw this headline and I was like, whoa, where, where have I heard this before? And I'm like, oh, that's right. He did this like eight or nine times over the last decade, it feels Uh, Lindsay Lohan's father was arrested for allegedly assaulting his estranged wife on February 10th. He was detained on the street in front of his kids where he was seen acting combative. The New York native 59, God, I feel like he should be much older, was taken to jail in South Hampton, New York after Major, 37, from whom he filed for divorce in September 2018 after four years of marriage, filed a police report, the insider adds. He has been following her, tracking her, and then choked her and got arrested for it. Listen to that again. He has been following her, tracking her, and then choked her and got arrested for it. The pair are still legally married. There is nothing funny about this. According to the Southampton Police Department, the domestic incident occurred at the Lohan's house, but the arrest took place two miles away on Main Street. He was arrested without incident. Michael was charged with misdemeanor criminal obstruction of breathing or blood circulation choking, as well as second-degree harassment, the sergeant said. The two have had a tumultuous relationship since the start, including domestic violence cases and Major previously accusing Michael of threatening her her with a knife back in 2014. Days before his arrest, TMZ reported that the father of seven wanted to help Mighty Ducks star Sean Weiss, who was arrested in January for burglary while reportedly under the influence of drugs by paying for him to go treatment in Texas. That's great. Great. But in your own house... um, 
Michael is no stranger to rehab himself and has been in trouble with the law in the past. In 2011, he was arrested in Tampa, Florida after allegedly contacting Major and tried to escape by jumping off a balcony one day after being charged with domestic violence against his then-girlfriend. In, in 2010, his daughter, Lindsay, also spent some time. Okay, we, you know, um, Michael shares two sons, Landon, seven, and Logan, six, with Major. He also has four children with his ex-wife, Dina, Lindsay, Michael, Aliana, Eliana, and Cody. Whew. I mean, what the fuck? Michael, you guys shouldn't talk anymore. You guys shouldn't be around each other. Like, this is not going to end well. Hopefully, you know, this arrest has waken him up. But, like, too much, too much, like... This keep these patterns keep repeating. We need to keep an eye out on this stuff. It's, he's dangerous in terms of Kate Major, and it seems like he might be dangerous with women in general. But he is our douchebag of the week. Just horrible. That's just horrible. I don't. It's just huh, horrible. So you guys, it's four in the morning. Um, I'm not going to get to the cheer segment. I feel I feel like I say that every <laughs> what if I never get to the cheer segment for the rest of my life? I'm telling you there is a good cheer segment. We're not going to hear it tonight though. Because I'm trying to keep this under 3 hours and it's just way too late and I got to work at 8:30 in the morning and that's not your that's not you don't need to it's not your fault guys. I love you. This is a joy to do. But I feel myself fading and I'm not making sense anymore. So we're not going – I had a really good listener, Bailey Blunder, that they sent in, so I'm going to save that for Tuesday. Uh, keep sending your listener, Bailey Blunders, in. I'm going to keep telling you my Bailey Blunders, but not tonight. But I do – I do want to – there's – there's somebody out there. That it's Valentine's Day, right? Okay, it's Valentine's Day. So there's somebody out there that I would like to ask if they would be my Valentine's, which is just, I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous. Uh, why am I like this? Uh. There is somebody that I met around uh, Christmas time. And I saw a picture of her and I was bam like do you know that thing where you're like you're like that's my soulmate you know like that's my soulmate you know whether she knows it or not i don't know if she even knows about me or not but she is my soulmate so ah god okay so chris jenner chris jenner um you know, Madame Tussauds made a wax Chris Jenner, a wax Chris Jenner figure, and they have a couple of them in locations. But Chris Jenner has her own wax Chris Jenner at her house, and she showed it to Kim. And uh, I think I've talked about wax Chris Jenner on the pod many times, but now I would like to talk directly to wax Chris Jenner, not about. So Kim or Chloe or even Courtney or even Mason, if you're listening, I would love for you to play this part for Wax Chris Jenner. Hey, 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 how, how are you? Hey, hey, 
Hey, Wax. Hey, can I call you? Can I call you? <laughs> can I call you Wax, Chris Jenner? Um, my name's Ryan. <laughs> so this is I'm uh, I'm so nervous. Okay, so here's the deal. Do you like coffee? Do you like Do you like coffee? Do you like Are you Do you uh, Do you like movies? What do you What do you like? What do you like? What do you like? What do you What do you Do you eat? What do you What do you Okay. I would love just to be around you. First off, would you be my Valentine's Day? That I just said it. Would you be my Would you be my Valentine's Day, Chris Jenner? Would you? Please say yes. Please say yes. Please think about it and get back to me. Like you know, it's like check this box if you like me. Check this, you know. But I like you very much. You're my future. Everything else is my past. I just, I see you. You know, I see you, 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 when I think about you, like love songs make sense. Do you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't know, like, I thought love songs were silly, but then I saw you and I was like, huh, I get it. I get romantic songs now. There's a song that came on the radio and I was like, this is silly. But then I was like listening and I was like, wait a sec. I get it. Like this reminds me of you. Could I play a little little piece of it? Okay. The strands in your eyes, the color them wonderful stop me steal my breath. And emeralds from mountains and thrust the sky. Chris, I'll be lost to side. I'll be better when I'm older. I'll be the greatest fan of your life. The greatest fan of your life. Chris Jenner, wax Chris Jenner. Yeah, that reminds me of you. That reminds me of us, of what we could be. I want to, I'll say, I want to raise a family with you, you know? Like, I see I see roller coasters and, like, long lunches and, like, food fights and uh, piggyback rides and zoom zooms. That's uh, cars, I think, or, like, and then making food in kitchens, like the... Uh, that one Nancy Myers movie where Meryl Streep takes Steve Martin and they make a chocolate croissant. Like that's what I picture of us. And all you got to do is put your wax hand in mine and just make that first step. Don't be scared. I'm scared, but together we're better than all of this. All 
All it takes is one step. Please trust me with your heart, Wax Chris Jenner. I will not ever, ever do anything to hurt you, ever. You will always be my main priority. And this is the last thing I want to leave you with. Don't forget Wax Chris Jenner. I'm just a guy standing in front of a Wax Chris Jenner asking her to love him. Please be my Valentine's. You guys, that was so silly. I, You know what? If you're listening to this on Valentine's Day and you don't have somebody, you have me. We have each other. Don't be sad. You know, some people make this a sad day. And I guess that, you know, I guess there's room for that. But we're all part of this, right? This is all, you know, hey, we. T- it's one day. It's one day. But you know what? I will say, if you're not in love right now, that's okay. Because you will be eventually. And all of this, all of this waiting is just really leading you to the next thing, whether you're in love with somebody else or you fall in love with yourself or fall in love with something in your life. Love is love. It doesn't have to be with another person. I mean, hell, I I love TV shows. (laughs) I love them very deeply. But try not to be sad today if you're listening to this on Valentine's Day. I know a lot of people have a tendency, you know, to be sad, but don't. We're in all of this together. So we support each other. You know, I'm really not making sense anymore. But the people that are in love, that's amazing. Love is amazing. I love love. I love to live, laugh, love. But I'm going to leave you with, uh, remember, I have a playlist, So Sad It's Good, Volume 1 on Spotify. You can go subscribe to it. Uh, you can add to it. It's collaborative. So if you have sad songs, and if you guys want to bum out, go listen to that playlist tomorrow. It's filled with sad love songs. But I want to play you guys a sad song, but also one of the most beautiful love songs that you can ever hear. I think the lyrics speak for themselves, so I don't need to do any lyric reading for you. Um, But I want to leave you with this, and I hope you guys have the best Valentine's Day ever. And I will speak to you guys again on Wednesday, where we will have Laura Marie Shanehalls. I believe we'll have my friend Tug Coker. I believe we have some a couple other special surprises in store for you. But uh, yeah, write to me at so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com, Instagram at Ryan ba- at so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey, um, Twitter at Ryan Bailey25. I love you guys. I'll talk to you on Wednesday. Thank you for supporting me. And, and that's just not a joke. Huge loves of my lives, all of you guys. So here is Death Cab for Cutie with I'll Follow You Into the Dark. <laughs> Dark, no blinding light 
or tunnels to gates of white. Just our hands clasped so tight, waiting for the hint of a spark. If heaven and hell decide that they both are satisfied, and illuminate the nose on their vacancy signs. If there's no one beside you when your soul embarks, then I'll follow you into the dark. In Catholic school, as vicious as Roman rule, I got my knuckles bruised by a lady in black, and I held my tongue. As she told me, son, fear is the heart of love. So I never went back.、And、if heaven and hell decide that they both are satisfied, and illuminate the nose on their vacancy signs. If there's no one beside you when your soul embarks. And I'll follow you into the dark. You and me have seen everything to see, from Bangkok to Calgary, and the soles of your shoes are all worn down. The time for sleep is now, but it's nothing to cry about. Cause we'll hold each other soon in the blackest of rooms. And if heaven and hell decide that they both are satisfied, and illuminate the nose on their vacancy signs, if there's no one beside you when your soul embarks. I'll follow you into the dark, and I'll follow you into the dark. Betches.